Hello, 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 and welcome to your aunties could never. Party's about to start. I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here with Auntie Nana. Um, hello. Oh, Auntie Shane. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm here. Um, yeah, and again, apologies from Auntie Farah. She's still dealing with family stuff out in Grenada, sending her big love and hugs. Um, but in her absence, the party will continue. Um, aunties. Cold. <laughs> yeah. Cold. That's what I am at the moment. I'm cold. My heat isn't working in my house and I'm freezing. So yeah, that's going to anchor all of my thoughts and feelings today. <laughs> I'm just loving the, the house coat plus the, <laughs> plus the woolly hat yes. to demonstrate how cold you are. And I've got a blanket as well. Another perspective. No. Yes. I'm cold, man. And if anyone wants to buy me a Versace um, dressing gown, please. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. Why Why Versace specifically? Because they're just so cool. They're just so cool. And they've got like this little rim on the thing. And I really want one. I really do. I want one in black or white, please. It's my birthday soon in April. So, you know. You can save up for it. <laughs> okay. We we are still having slight technical hitches. Oh it's yeah. In and out. Yeah. It's um I'm getting like pop-ups. But Ooh. I think it is to do with technology and not any of our computers. So hopefully it holds together. Okay. And we stay we stay live. But if not, guys, we will just be back on live if it does cut out. Um, how are you, Auntie Nana? Um, I'm cold, but not because of like heating problems. It's just it's been cold all day. My workshop was cold. Then I rushed home to do this, and I'm still cold in the shed. So I'm just cold. But other than that, it's been all right. It's cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Alright. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm here in it. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I had a weird dream. Uh, because basically, I'm got people. I, I, I think I slightly mentioned it before. I'm, I'm having ongoing problems with an organisation that hasn't paid me my money, um, and so I think if I've sent an email to them this morning, chasing the money, and I think in that moment between getting up properly, I had a dream, and it was a dream that I owed a. It was like I owed a book report to Idris Elba, and for some reason. I had to, I, I was winging it. I didn't know what the question was. So I downloaded a whole bunch of pictures to go and present to him. And then he was called to a meeting by some guy in a PR company that I think I know. And then he went off to the meeting. So I ran and somehow I was running down these kind of like Santorini type steps to my house to go and get the book report. And in the procedure of running to get the information for the book report, I ran through a hairdresser's and something, someone with um, sister locks stood out um and for some reason obviously i've been having conversations about sister locks and then auntie farah said you owe my sister money so you've got to pay up so i was like oh shit i've got to go to the bank so i ran continued to go and get it was so weird and i managed to push a boy that was on a bike doing like bmx wheelie stunts and i pushed him over and i checked on him to see that i hadn't killed him and he was fine and then i ran back to the the couch that was somehow in public that me and idris were doing our work on and he wasn't back and that was the end of my dream I don't know what it means. So you're just pushing innocent children for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you've got for my layers. Yeah. 
I've got a, vin a, a vendetta against people doing BMX stunts on narrow stairs and somehow, anyway, whatever. I'm fine though. I'm fighting all <laughs> money. That's where I'm okay. at. All so right. in another yeah. episode, can we like go through this dream and like assess it? Because there's lots of layers to that dream. All of the running and the pushing through, but then maintaining. There's lots of layers to that. And Idris Elba. Um, I don't know. Let's just put that as celebrity. I don't know. Okay. All right. We shall unpick. Okay. Let's get your plates, get your drinks. We're about to start the show. Now it's time. Okay. Wait, before we get into it, guys, those of you who listen to the show, listen to the show specifically on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to Leave your reviews and comments on the show. Whether you like the show or not, just comment, comment, comment. No, no. Only if you like the show. Sorry. Bro. Only if you don't like it. Oh, only five stars, please. Five star reviews. You know me. Star. Email us if you don't like it. If you like it, then we want to free it. I don't want you to see your comments in public. No, sorry. Well, this is also true. I was going for the all news is good news kind of thing. And we'll talk about us regardless. But anyway, obviously, we want your positive reviews. We want to go up, up, up in the world. And also rate us on Spotify, because you can rate us on Spotify. If you listen to us on Spotify, don't forget. Help your aunties become rich aunties, because then we can give you even more wonderful content and support your lives as the way aunties do anyway then now we're getting into what have you heard this is where you pick a news story from the past week or today and we break it down and discuss it auntie nana no, no, actually i was gonna do welcome to the family but if you don't want me to do it you did say i did absolutely jump skip and leap over welcoming to the family but rewind who are you welcoming to the family auntie Shade? hi and welcome in, and obviously everyone remembered. Um, <laughs> Stephanie, uh, you, uh, I'm gonna say it wrong. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Is it? Is she gone in? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay, okay. That was throwing me because I thought she was Nigerian, but okay, cool. Yeah, boy. Is that it? Okay, cool. That was good. That was good. Um, thank you so much. Been practicing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so, welcome to Stephanie, because not only is she a great content creator and she is a great av advocate for, you know, body image and self-love and, uh, and that sort of thing, um, you know, she has recently gone public with her relationship and she, after being single for a long time, and she got some backlash, and I don't think that's very fair, to be honest, I thought that was really uh, horrible of people to be you know, getting on to her about having a relationship, um, you know, do you know, and, uh, people should just be happy for people, um, yeah, and instead of wanting her, it's almost like there was one woman in particular, I think, like a white lady, just it had the cheek to actually email her and tell her that she was unfollowing her and alluded that it was due to her being in a relationship, which is just insane. And like, what do you do with that? You know, like, who is that for? Like, you you really can do some damage sometimes with, um, or potential damage um, by just speaking what you want to speak to anybody kind of thing. And it was totally unsolicited and, and you know, just really unfair. So I'm welcoming Stephanie with a big, massive hug 
from us. Come into the family. We love you. I think, you know, be, you know, as, as much as, you know, to be honest, the girl was a joy beforehand. And you know what I mean? And now she's in a relationship that hasn't changed. Do you know what I mean? So let's just uh, stop hating on people <laughs> for having different stages in their life and, and just celebrate all stages instead. Let's do that. Yay, welcome in. Yes, yes, we welcome you. to the family. What is Stephanie? Is she a niece or an aunt or a sister? What is she? Mm, she might be a, a niece or a cousin. I think she's Maybe. a niece. I think she may have just what? turned 30. Oh, then she's a niece. Okay, she's a niece. Welcome to the family, Stephanie. And let's fast forward back to or rewind back to what have you heard, Auntie Nana? What have you heard in the news this week? Okay, so I'm starting off with um, a story that I saw yesterday, and it's about drill music lyrics being used in court cases, and now they're going to review this practice, because it's come under, um, well, there's lots of different agencies that have got in touch with the CPS, and are literally like, they feel like this is unfair, especially often for young black men given an unfair trial i wanted to know from you guys what do you think like you've heard of the various drill tunes and what they kind of talk about is it fair that if the lyrics are explaining some type of criminal activity that that should be allowed to be used in in a in a court case auntie shade mate I, I, you know what, to be honest, I don't see why it's not fair game. Do you know what I mean? Because if you're going to, if you're going to partake in criminal activity, the, the, especially if you're currently doing it while also pursuing a music career at the same time, it's not like you, you've done it and then you're now, do you know what I mean, pursuing a music career, so they're like two different things, and no no one can really trace anything back to you, then I think that maybe, maybe it's a bit of a donut move, do you know what I mean, maybe it's a bit, it's a bit silly to be talking about, oh, I, you know, I committed this crime, or I hurt this person, if you just done it last week, and do you know what I mean, like, it's, it's just, it, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a smart move and i think like sometimes like these these young boys have got to make i don't know how honestly i don't know how they would do you know what i mean given all the you know the the issues in society and all that kind of stuff but like somehow they've kind of got to understand that these record labels aren't necessarily on their sides. They will push out anything that they, they think will get a reaction, will sell, will get streams, all that kind of stuff. So they won't necessarily be there for your best interest to vet what you're putting out, you know? Do you know what I mean? You might think that they should, um, but that they're not they're not here for that it's a business at the end of the day so you've got to really think like am I putting myself in jeopardy am I gonna put my family in jeopardy all those kind of things or whoever you care about but I I, I don't know whether it I, I don't know whether it, it 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 should be the police's job to prove that it's true do you know what I mean? Or the lawyer or whatever kind of thing. They have to prove that it's true. If they can then prove it's true, then bro, what are you talking about it for? Or sis, what are you talking about it for? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, I think, I think it's fair game. I think if you're putting it out there, then it's fair game. I agree. Um, I, I was really surprised, not 
was I surprised um, that Jay, I saw the story that Jay-Z and Meek Mill, along with other um, kind of R&B, hip hop and celebrities are joint supporting them. They've also, uh, they're fighting to have rap lyrics removed from being used in court against people. And again, I think, and I was quite pleased to see similar, quite similar response to what Auntie Shard is saying. Is what, you, if you put what you've done in a lyric, why shouldn't that be implicated? I understand about judgment. I understand that then it casts a stereotype over some where, you know, it's just rapping, it's just spitting, it's just lyrics, it's just storytelling. And people always compare, you know, they have the other narrative where films and stuff and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, we have to, that it's, it's really one of those difficult conversations because you don't want to have respectability politics and you don't want to censor anyone. And yes, there's reality when rap is talking about what's going on in the world. It's an outlet for such frustration, anger. We know society comes down on us as black people, specifically as the creators of this music, though we have other people from other cultures that also enjoy and partake in the music. We are the drivers of it. It doesn't mean to say that we get carte blanche to do what we want and say what we like. I, I mean, I, I like grime, I like drill. Um, I like hip hop. I come and I've listened to all sorts, but there are some like we were talking about drill and some grind. Well, especially specifically drill. Some tunes are too much. They're ex they're explicitly detailing what they've done, where they did it, who they did it to, and that they're going to do it again. That you know, and we talked about family members hearing this on the on, on you know family members of deceased people who they're hearing lyrics that are just going out there unchecked, and the people are arguing saying it's censorship. It's mind blowing to me that that there's an argument against that. Like, why, why are you doing this? It's, you can't, it, it's, you can't separate it, no matter what, even if it's like, you're not, you know, people say they're not role models, they're not this, they're just talking what they know. It becomes a point where, no, you're not, you're, you're, you're perpetuating this negative narrative and world that we are struck fighting to have disassociated from us, but yet we keep sticking into it. And I, I'm a little bit, I get what where Jay Z is coming from, but from his position and who he is, I kind of in my first reaction, I might you know have a conversation with him and hear something different. But my initial reaction was like, bro, you've got so much other things that you could be advocating for. Why specifically this? And I know it's not just as simple as he's not just doing it on a whim. I know there's more thoughts because him and Meek Mill have been working about criminal working together on criminal justice anyway. So it's not just on a whim. I know that, but it just seems like. This is too much. And again, bring it back to the UK. You can't be talking about nonsense that you're doing on road and then not have it used against you in court. It is standard. Yeah. And as Charlie said, let the lawyers, let the legal team prove that it's not you. That's all. That's all that has to happen because, and that's it. So, and also, if you're going to do that, don't be a criminal. And, and it's very simple. It's easy for me to say, I'm not there, but then don't do it. But we know, we, ah, ah, ah I don't know. Auntie Nana. Yeah, you guys have covered my sentiments exactly. Because I was re I was reading it like, well, if they're gonna put it out there, then that's evidence, isn't it? Like if you if you're going about, if you've done a crime and you start chatting about it in the pub or in the club or wherever, that's your chatting. And so that should be used against you because you was out there talking about whatever it was that you've done. If you're putting it on a tune, that to me is the same thing as labrishing on road. So it's like I, I feel like it should be it should be something that can be used against you for your own stupidity that you were talking about. I, I was really like perplexed as to why this was a thing. And I also, I really do feel like this is one of the times when they're just throwing race into something. Cause it, it, I, 
it beggars belief. I don't get it. So it's like just to say, oh, it will give black boys an unfair ed, um, disadvantage. It's like, well, if they're dumb enough to be chatting their business on a tune, that's their business. Like, you know, you did the crime, do the time. It didn't. It didn't make sense. I didn't get what the outrage was. So I was. I really was wondering if you guys were thinking the same as me, or if it was going to be like, no, you could see where this was going. Do you think what's the, so? What's the argument for it? Like, I, I don't. I don't really get it. Like, what? Like, what? What's? So, the, what? Do you know what I mean? What's the benefit of them? Is it just like creative expression? Is that it? I guess, yeah, I guess. Nah. Then that's like someone who's like, okay, let's be stereotypical here and generalize. Like an like an indie person saying, you know, singing in in lyrics like, oh, I strangled my girlfriend. Um, and then we're all supposed to be like, okay, that's that's okay. Do you know what I mean? And the police are not going to investigate. That's nonsense. No. Do you know what I mean? You can't just say whatever like you just can't say whatever you like and put it in a track that is going, a commercial track, like a track that's going to, you know, make money kind of thing. And and you're talking about criminal activity and it can, if it's traced back to you, then you weren't a very good criminal. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that's, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's very, very, I don't understand how it's like an unfair advantage. And also maybe record labels will stop putting money behind people who have done heinous things, heinous crimes that they're aware of and like stop promoting them. Do you know what I mean? Like giving them platforms. Yeah. Uh, I think that is part of the issue too, personally. It's definitely that because I think it's, it's it, that the, the, I'm assuming the argument would be censorship and freedom of speech, which we all understand. No one wants to be curbed, but there is a limit. And, and maybe it's because I'm older and wiser. I, like I said, I was rapping the worst lyrics when I was younger. Well, maybe, and I think as we've gone on in time, things are a lot more explicit and, you know, trying to top each other. It's more graphic and explicit what's being talked about in tunes today. Um, and it is, you know, it is the corporates that back this stuff. And, you know, there's, I'm, I'm sure there's record labels that look, we're trying to save these kids from the streets. And there's obviously, you know, people are trying to maintain their lives. and But not every single drill, hip hop, grime artist came from the roads. Some of them are not from the road. Some of them are just by association. Some of them are from afar talking about what they know because they know that if they talk about this rather than maybe their school books are learning or something, they're not going to get as far as if they're talking about guns, drugs, murder, and, you know, hoes and shit. So I think there's, the, it's always the record labels that have to be held accountable for helping this continue. But, you know, we're, we're just literally going to go around in circles. There's no way that as a criminal, you're now going to make a track and then be like, no, you can't use that against me when your track details every last bit of your freaking activity. It's not and and the, th the thing is, it's not even if they're, like, they're doing it like, not sublimely, but like, okay, like, <laughs> not taking up the, the thingy and the seriousness out of this, but R. Kelly, you know, he wrote AJ nothing but a number. Like, he was telling us, do you know what I mean? Should have been investigated from then. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, even... I was listening to the Jodeci album. Oh, which one is it again? Diary of a Mad Band. And there's like this bit of a skit, yeah, where this journalist is talking to them. And then she's just like, and they're just like, oh, just take off your clothes, basically. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, this is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. 
this is terrible. But the thing is, like, was that investigated at the time? Maybe it should have been. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe similar groups were doing similar things. Do you know what I mean? If you're so bold enough to put it in your art, like, kind of thing, then what's really happening? What's really going on, you know? And it's like, yeah, maybe those things need to be taken a bit seriously. Um, you know, I, I just see this. This seems like a very male issue i don't i don't know like to me it just seems like and and also like we're talking about stereotypes and stuff it's feeding into the stereotype and it's a vicious never-ending vicious circle and though we have we definitely have police just lumping all black guys together when it gets to court there must be a track there's some i can't say must usually there's a track record on you so it's not just wildly pulling things out of the dark though we know it happens generally there is a case. What I think what I think they shouldn't that what they need to kind of work on getting rid of is getting done by association. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that is probably something that needs reform. Do you know what I mean? Not the like if you're stupid enough to put it in your lyrics and get catch, that's on you, man. Yeah. That really is on you. You kinda you gotta do better. Let's get the comments. No, no, I think it's you. Okay, yeah, it's me this week. So far, all I can see, I'm hoping the comments are working, but um, this was earlier on into uh, what you spoke about, AK, in regards to the, the company that owes you money for sponsorship. He said, AK, name and shame them. And then he went on to say, it's the Idris factor. That's why he was in your dream. I mean, he's a homie. I don't know why I was thinking, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't sexual. It was just some reason I had a book report to give to Idris specifically. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a book report. Okay. <laughs> what do you know what I mean? Are you rushing? rushing? You were rushing to complete. Say it out loud, it sounds I'm vague. No. Pushing people out of the way to rush back to the couch. <laughs> okay. It does sound disgustingly vague, but no, honestly. Um, sorry. Yeah. I lost myself. Auntie Shade, what have you heard? <laughs> okay, so for me, okay, basically our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, he's still Prime Minister, by the way, guys. So I think we spoke about this last episode um, where he's been investigated or his party has been investigated. Oh, he he and his party, I believe, are being investigated because they held some parties um, during lockdowns. So this is when we had restrictions, when we couldn't have, we couldn't be near our loved words and everything like that. And we had to social distance and we weren't allowed to do any sort of gatherings. And it turns out that the plot has thickened that Mr. Boris Johnson had a actual birthday party in Downing Street, if I'm not mistaken, um, where they're trying to say he attended for 10 minutes, but there was a cake, apparently, from Mark Suspenses. <laughs> but their cakes are going to go like, <laughs> they're going to go like hot cakes now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I just wanted to know, like, do you think this is the final straw? Like, I'm really hoping it is. But anyway, let me hear what you guys say. Do you think this is the final straw? Do you think he's going to get away with it? Do you think that people, and also do you think people, because there were a couple of people that were fined, you know, during this time. Um, you know, I think that uh, pub, like, gathering, un unauthorised gatherings had a penalty charge of, like, £10,000 or something like that, wasn't it? There was a couple of people that were fined. Do you think they deserve a refund? Should they get their money back? Auntie Nana. Can you hear us? Auntie Nana. Auntie Nana. 
there was like some crazy reverb. Are you guys hearing the reverb? You're sounding, you're sounding very crackly. And now you're on mute. I don't know what this is. Okay, one second, let me try. Well, I'll answer whilst Antonella is sorting that out. Um, I, I mean, of course, people should be refunded. I, I think so. If you've been fined and your political, whole political government leader is out there, um, I got distracted by this feedback again. Nano, can you hear us? I don't think she can hear us. If I can, I can hear you. Now with tech support, just trying to find out what it is. It's actually like our audio is on repeat. It's repeating. It's not feedback. It's on a loop. Oh, wow. And you're crackling like a Dalek. Yeah, that's how you sound. Let me just oh. carry on one second. Shall we? Okay. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, there's no way that it should stand, when, especially when government leaders are flouting the rules. A man had a birthday party, you know, grow up. You don't even need to celebrate your birthday. How old are you? Just behave yourself. There's none of that. Um, I would definitely be putting in to get a refund if I got fined. Auntie Sade. Yes. I think all the refunds, I think all the, I think they owe us money. I think they owe all of us that social distance over that time. I, I want some money for it basically because i think this is a this is a mistake like unbelievable like how dare you first of all you was denying that you know do you know what i mean like like that anything happened then you're doing this faux investigation only to find out i think sorry let me just say i think dominic cummins is a witch or a wizard because he has been <laughs> just like yes there's evidence yes there's proof every second like do you know what i mean i think yeah hopefully this is it this this is this is the end of the reign of boris to be honest because uh it's the blatant it's the blatant disregard and lies and the thing is he um he did bend the rules for something didn't he at the time i can't remember whether he went somewhere i think we spoke about it on the show but like he he so he apologized for that at the time but so you you all you are aware do you know what i mean like that proves that you was aware because you've apologized for something at the time so you just you're just doing your own thing you just thought like the law doesn't apply to you really and truly it's just out of order agreed um what is troubling me is that it's taking so long to go because anyone with dignity mm. We, and you know what, and unless it's like he's really like there's no one, I think Auntie Nana is an advocate for him not going until there's someone worthy of sitting in his space. However, I do think you just need to go. Like it just shows some sort of dignity and leave. And you can't keep spending it like, you know, he tried to desperately say, abandon the masks. That's not saving you, bruv, because at the end of the day, it's just last, last ditch attempts to claw some credibility and favoritism like it does and favor it doesn't work you're, you're shit you're shit you've been shit you are shit and go you need to go um but yeah i don't know i i don't know what the deal is i don't know why he's still there we have got you know we have got problems of who will sit in his seat but i would be probably happy with a paper bag I think what's the difference? You know what I mean? Like pretty, uh, I think I think it's probably hers. Uh, yeah, or or Javid. Like, um, 
Yeah, I think I think, but I think it's probably hers to be honest. Like, I think she's probably the most ruthless. That's what they'll go for. They kind of need to get. They they kind of need to. They're still. It feels like there's still some things they want to get over the line. Do you know what I mean? That they haven't been able to because of the pandemic. And she's probably the most ruthless to be get those things done. So I think it's going to probably be her, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I don't. I I like. It is kind of like with. With um, Boris, we just had the added factor of like, because he's still ruthless. Like, we just have the added factor that he's a, a, an idiot. Do you know what I mean? That's what it is. Like, at least let's, let's not have an idiot, you know? Like, let's not have that. You know what would be annoying if uh, Sajid or Pretty gets is that, that the UK will lord they had a you know diverse representative. Yeah. See, and that'll be it for a long That's time. Fun. And ah. Uh, that's what's pissing me off as well. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should move on because it's making me sad thinking about it. Sorry. All right. Whilst Auntie Anna is fixing her technical hitches, my, what have I heard? Oh, do you want me to do comments first, though? Yes, please. I don't know because I can't see any. Are there comments? Oh, yeah, they are. Um, so oh, yeah. Zen says, it's, it is it is a very final straw. Um, he is the one setting the rules and was duty-bound to adhere to them. He had an actual birthday party with cake. He should make sure he shuts the door on the way out. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And... Ro Roland says, um, hello, aunties, blessings all. Auntie Shade, is it hard not to get an id um not to get an idiot because they're all <laughs> different forms of idiocracy? <laughs> yes, it is, but at least at least they can hide it, right? Do you know what I mean? Especially on like a public uh public forum. Like I think like that most of them, like I'm unable to do now, can string a sentence together um, properly. And yeah, Boris is just—he's just a clown. He's just like a bumbling clown. I don't know. Oh, mm, do we having an idiot that hides their idiocy? That's also scary because you don't know what buttons they're pressing behind the doors. I don't he's know if really, I he's, he's still he's still ruthless. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's the one that, he, like, at the end of the day, all the problems that we've had are under his leadership. Yeah, yeah, because he's yeah. an idiot, doesn't make it make it better. It makes it worse because it's, it's, it's almost never better. It's never. He's, he's almost seen as harmless. That's the problem. Do you know what I mean? At least with Pretty, we know that she she's she's evil. We know we, we know well, that. That's really. what I'm saying. It's like knowing because you know when you're saying like maybe like someone at least hide their idiocy, but then. I don't even think Pretty's an idiot. She's an idiot if you just want to diss no, her. No, I don't think she is. Yeah, but she's not an actual fool. Like, but yeah. is a fool idiot. Yeah. But that's the part where I, I I need to know who you are, so at least we know how to deal with you. Uh, but yeah, no, bro. Anyway, yeah. um, I, don't, they, that, I can't see the comments. Okay, so what I heard is that during lockdown, during the COVID pandemic, the world's ten richest men have seen their wealth double. Now, we always talk about our favorite white rich uncles, um, Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, yeah, and um, the rest of them. Uh, and we talk about their money and how their money band together could save the world from its problems, but yet they're just not having it. I mean, I think it was Elon Musk who tried to challenge someone who said, you like pay 
use like your one your spare kind of billions to fix the world and he challenged everyone to that, that particular person to lay down why charity money hasn't fixed things and where the money's going then he gladly would but the reality is whilst we were all suffering in lockdown losing money losing jobs trying to pay bills and all that type of stuff um oxfam has reported that the 10 richest men in the world have seen their global wealth double to 1.5 trillion dollars that's 1.1 trillion pounds um that's increased the gap between rich and poor and they oxfam are urging governments to impose a one-off 99 percent wealth tax on covid19 windfall gains and the charity said that world bank figures showed 163 million more people have been driven below the poverty line whilst the super rich are benefiting um so yeah so if just if we just if you don't know who the top 10 are i think at the number at the top is elon musk who is 294.2 billion up up i won't do all that but he's worth 294.2 billion jeff bezos 202.6 bernard Bernard Arnault and family, 187.7 billion. This is all billions, by the way, so I won't keep saying that. Bill Gates, 137.4. Larry Ellison, 125.7. Larry Page, 122.8. Sergey Brin, 118.3. Mark Zuckerberg, 117.7. Steve Ballmer, 104.4. And Warren Buffett, 101.5. Um, we, I can go into more stats and figures as we discuss this. What are your thoughts? Auntie Nana, are you back and okay? Do you hear everything I said? Do you want to respond? Because we missed you for two seconds. Can't hear ya. Go to Auntie Shardo. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, no, here you are, you're back, you're back. I can hear you now. Um. So what's the question? Remind me again, sorry. Do you think that um there should be a 99% tax relief thing taken from the rich to try and help the world yeah i mean i don't know if it needs to be 99 percent but i do think they need to contribute the the only problem is though sorry, sorry Tim, i got that wrong i was i was mixing facts it's not 99 percent. it's just basically a tax that will help the world it's not 99 percent. my bad the the only thing is though what what i and i'm not saying that this is necessarily a good reason enough not to do it but like I do think though sometimes with billionaires or people with you know with a lot of money when they when they help a cause or help a country they are seen as some sort of god and stuff do you know what I mean or like they can make decisions because they have money I think we see this with Bill Gates and vaccines and do you know what I mean like it's just you know it, it's it's they're not necessarily the best place to to make decisions and stuff if they are just donating then i guess like to governments then i guess they have to we have to trust the government to um be able to 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 distribute that money properly however they are also corrupt <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They'll probably just get lobbied. You, you know, do you know what I mean? I don't know if there's, there's a, a simple way in order to do this. So it's like fair. Um, but also as well, I don't know. I think like maybe there should be caps, right? But then I don't know how that impacts everybody else. That's the only that that's the only thing. I think there is a such thing of having too much money when it's just it's just silly. It is it's just like it's not practical, but then it kind of goes full circle with me when I'm just like, well, what does money even mean? 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's, it's just, <laughs> point. I don't know. It's an idea, isn't it? We're all buying into this idea. So it could mean everything and nothing at the same time. I have to correct myself again. I was right. So basically what it was, the charity says that the incomes of 99% of the world's population had reduced from March 2020 to October 21. And what they are urging is a one-off 99% windfall tax on the COVID wealth gains of the 10 richest men, which could, they say, pay for enough jobs to vaccinate the entire world and provide the resources to tackle climate change, provide universal health care and social protection and address gender-based violence in 80 countries. Um, and even after a 99% levy, the top 10 billionaires would be 8 billion better off between them than they were before the pandemic, the charity said. Auntie Nana. You know, I, I really do think all of these think pieces that come out is just a whole load of bullshit because governments do have the means to just take yeah. what they want from these people. You just put it through, you like you change laws all the time that affect loads of different people. Like tax laws all around the world should be reviewed because there are so many people turning into this super wealthy set of folks. And really it's like, we don't need a world with billionaires or trillionaires. Like there, there doesn't actually need to be a world that that consists in, or a business like Apple or Google or or Facebook that has the world's resources at its beck and call. Like we actually shouldn't have these types of enterprises because Bill Gates is. All of them are great examples of that you have too much of the world's resources feeding into your one machine and it actually detracts from everybody else. So they they can't really get a footing in the markets because you've taken over it, like you've monopolized it. So the, really there's no, this, this could be sorted out very, very quickly. All world hunger could end if everybody decided that it was going to end. It could happen. It could really, it could happen with just like two of them getting together and being like, this is, this is our sole mission on earth now. Instead of our sole mission being to flip in, ride out into space, is that all of these resources are going to change how the world is. It could happen. But they're not going to do that because it doesn't make any money. It makes money at this moment to deplete all of the world's resources. That's what's making money. And then they'll just leave us here on this big hunking junkin' of a rock. And they'll go off out into space and just live out their merry lives. Like it's it's a bullshit, and this charity is wasting its time. Maybe the charity should also be reviewed as well because there's there's a a real argument towards do we need charities? What do they serve? Because that's a business too. And that's where I was coming to reside. Is like the fact that Oxfam's executing this this research. I wanted to know who who's pissed off who behind the scenes because charities are got questionable histories. Oxfam not long ago was being investigated into sexual um, um, predatory allegations whilst in the operations in Haiti. And yeah. we know there's been other accusations of Oxfam workers. And uh, I mean, that doesn't necessarily reflect on the whole organisation, their ethos or meth or, you know, MO, but however, that's what's happened. And these charities are a business in themselves. And people know it's like you launch a church, you launch a charity. That's a nice way to get your money up. I'm, um, this is, speculation i'm not accusing them of anything but they've long had accusations levied at them so i just want to know what who's pissed off who behind the scenes the oxfam gb chief danny who shris kandaraja i hope i said that right 
He's apparently worth about, about roughly like a one million. You know, take do make of that what you will. Um, so that's that. So um, yeah, I agree that the the world could be righted just by the flick of a switch when all the governments say, all right, let's stop this bullshit. Let's stop playing this version of Hunger Games. Let's reset it and start again. We could all be fine. They're, they're making the pores look at the rich in anger, which is what they do. They pit the pores against the rich all the time to distract yeah. us from focusing on the governments that should be fixing things up. However, there is a thing about the the cannibalization of industries, what these um these 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 rich, 10, ten white, rich white men, by the way, who um, run the world or set or run the business world, as it were, who could look into their bleeding hearts and sort things out. But again, we don't know. You know, there's concerns about when you get to a certain level of money, what kind of treaties you're signing, oaths you're taking, covenants you're making, what kind of witch dance you're doing in the woods <laughs> and stuff like that. Whatever you believe, is there a kind of level of money that you make where you cannot? Because I just I can't believe of all the richest people in the world that not one of them has done something significant because if the money, like, you know, if it's if, out of the 10, and there's more than 10, but they're the top richest, there's more billionaires. Yeah. Right? So out of the 10 and more, that of all of them, there's not like two or three that who could actually sort things out, haven't got together and said, okay, let's do it. Let's fuck the government, let's do it. They can't all be evil and they can't all be selfish and they can't all be singular minded and they can't all be like, fuck you governments, you lot do it. They can't all not care. Or can I, I don't know. No, no, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna take up this rabbit hole. So I think there's either it's two things they are, or they're not as rich as they put out it's and numbers. we perceive. So it's just numbers. So in reality, I mean, I was talking to a cabman about this the other day. Like we was going over COVID figures, and I was like, but really, as you're going about your business, yeah. And even if you went to one of the biggest festivals, generally, you only see about 100,000 people. So who's to say that all of these numbers and everything that they, they tell us is out there is really out there? Who's to say that it actually isn't populated because you've seen it like a video game? So we don't know. It actually may not. They're saying these things like Jeff Bezos could be the man that's down the road. Yeah, but and and he's just got a little studio set up. Like we actually don't know the facades of what could be going on. It may actually be a b really big ruse. And when we order from Amazon and we think this is being produced in China and they show us all of this, it's actually just happening in Leicester. Like, yeah. We don't actually know. N New York could be in Scotland. Who knows how big the planet is? Yeah. So uh, maybe they're not billionaires going also, on to trillionaires. Maybe they are not. And also, but then. That feeds into the numbers game that we, the, the Emperor's New Clothes life that we, existence that we live in, and also it's worth. It's not actually the physical financial numbers. Worth is exactly. always, so it's not the actual numbers. However, even still, it still doesn't change the fact that the governments can sort this out because they tell us that you've got zero, zero, zeros in your bank or whatever, whatever in your bank. They tell us that we don't, money is fast going away. So it's all made up. So it could be sorted out and it's still with the government. These people, it's true, they could all be puppets and um, aspiring plants. So plants for us to look up to, to keep us distracted. All talking nonsense and they're literally sitting, bottom, you know, without their jeans on. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like in their, in their boxer shorts, pretending. Let's get the comments. I mean, who knows? Um, I, I can't see any other than Ronald saying hello, ladies. 
Okay. Ah, okay. Are you not guys not out there? Are you not out there? Are you out there? Um, <laughs> or is it a technical glitch still? Anyway, whoever's there, hello, keep watching, keep talking. And yeah, that's what we've heard. Moving swiftly along. I keep losing my running order, you know, today. I don't know why. Too many windows are open. Let's move on to Auntie's No Best. Auntie's No Best. Auntie's No Best. Ding, 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 ding. Come on, Auntie Shade. I know you're feeling it. Auntie's No Best. Auntie's. Auntie's No Best. Auntie's No Best. Aunties, okay. Aunties, no (laughs) Do you have a problem that we can solve? Oh, okay. Let me go with the one that I put in our group. I forgot this was me. Uh, One second. The thing is, the way Auntie Shade looks like Mary J. Blige today, doing coming to do her, you could easily have been... Aunties, no best. Aunties, no best. Why the remix, though? I don't understand. You should be the hip hop remix. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me do this. Hold on. See? Let's go. Let's go. Aunties, no, not that song. Real love. I'm searching for aunties, no best. Aunties, no best. Yay! I got it. Let's do that. You got stitched up. (laughs) All right, I've got it. I've got it. Okay. So this is a a dilemma that I found on the internet and was um, going around. So it starts. My wife and I are facing problems in our marriage. We don't understand each other and we always fight. She can be so loud and insulting sometimes I can't handle her screams. So I sleep in my car or in my office. We started going for counselling, but we stopped because both of us weren't putting our all in. I'm 40 and she's 38. We have been married for 15 years and our first son is 14 years old. In spite of everything, I want to make my marriage work for our kids. This fine cashier in the office has been tempting me and it's been very hard for me. I have never cheated on my wife before, but she doesn't let me touch her anymore. It's been months and my wife has been denying me sex. So this cashier and I got tipsy one evening and we went two rounds in the office. Everyone had left for home. Look, I am not one of those men who do wrong and defend it. I did wrong and the next day I realised what I had done and I went straight to my wife and I told her. She didn't look shocked and she also told me she and an old schoolmate have been, (laughs) been, (laughs) have been having sex behind my back. It's been going on for years and she says that she, she is not into me anymore and the fact that I have also cheated is evidence that we should divorce. I don't want a divorce and now my wife says that it's either that or we make our marriage an open one. She says we married too early and she didn't get a chance to have fun with other guys. We travel a lot and I'm not new to open marriages. I have friends who have such relationships, but I cannot imagine sharing my wife with anyone else, even if she also wants me to be having fun with other women. What I did was a one mistake. 
I love her and I do not want to divorce her. What can I do? Good grief. Aren't you Sade? Um, hold on. Uh, okay, well, not much, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> she don't want you, dog. She don't want you. So you kind of have to start the move on process and leave it. Like, I get this whole, you know, stay together for the kids and stuff and everything like that. But, you know, studies tell us now that this is not necessarily always the best thing to do. And, and it's not the be on end all of uh, uh, child development or relationships and all that kind of stuff. It just isn't. Um, I just think like this guy's is interesting the way that he's writing because he's like the the cashier at the office. She tempted me. She was tempting mm. me. No, bro, you was lustful, man. Seriously, take responsibility. Things are not happening to you, and it's not about what you want. Do you know what I mean? This is all kind of you're not considering what she wants, and her she's she's given you a compromise. And you you don't like it. Do you know what I mean? So you're going to have to go with the first option, really and truly. Otherwise, she's going to continue to cheat on you. That's for sure. Do you know what I mean? Because she's been cheating on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even... It's only because you told her she told you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is easily resolved. We shouldn't even laugh. No, there, there, were probably, there were probably plenty of people <laughs> going through this situation, but <laughs> it's true. <laughs> It's easily resolved. You just have to leave her because unless you can't, if you can't do open, she's doing open. She's doing open. Yeah. Whether so, you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, she's going to go through and there's no need because also that whole thing for the kids, what is your kid, what are your kids seeing? What kind of this broken, non-communicative relationship are they growing up around? And suffering for suffering's sake is not a good example to set your kids either. So be happy. Happiness is key. And you're maybe you know what I found and I speaking with watching one or two friends go through it when a woman wants to leave a man the men don't know what to do because society is so you know it's so conditioned that it's the man leaving the woman and that's it so when men are left mm. it's a very interesting response that usually like if a woman acts like that the men would be like fix up but yet men I've seen one or two men fall completely apart um, I know specifically one situation where women was like, we're done. We're not, we're not, we're not there anymore. And we're done. And though it's obvious you guys are done and you're both living separate lives, the guy, even possibly up to today, is not handling it well. And this has been a good couple of years that they've been, the woman said, no, I've done it. Enough is enough. It's, it's amazing. So no, look, forget it. It's, I know it's embarrassing. Maybe a male pride is hurt if you say you, your woman left you, but just it is what it is. Find a new one. And if the cashier is tempting and tantalizing, then now you're free <laughs> to tantalize and wine with her and have three rounds with her at work. Maybe more than two rounds. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm, I also am like, he's, his denial isn't her issue. If you want to be like, I don't want to, I don't want it to end. There are flipping millions of people that didn't want to get divorced. And the other side was like, we're divorcing. Just, just allow it. Like even an open isn't going to happen. Like, because that to me is just like, you're then in it to suffer more because you're probably not going to be out there like she is. So it's, it's not open in that way. It's just, you're allowing her to cheat on you continuously and break your heart. Like you don't have to be a martyr. 
just just let it go. It's just one. There are billions of us on this earth, so they say. Find somebody else. You'll like there'll be another love that will tickle your fancy in a totally different way, and you'll look back in hindsight and be like, I should have left this one like ten years ago because she'd been cheating for years. That means that she is she's been getting her her rocks off for a little while. Like just let it go. Kids are probably um, fine. And also with mm-hmm. the whole open thing, because he said that she's not letting him touch her. So you're going to go sexless for your whole, even while she's out there banging. So you're going to go sexless. She's over your... it, basically. She's no, over it. From when she was like, oh, I don't even want to sleep with this dude. She probably thought that would be the thing and he would leave her. Yeah, But man's really... still there. It's like, just dust, man. It's just not that deep. I think he's kind of punishing himself. Do you know what I mean? Like he yeah, uses yeah. people like they do a bad thing. They they kind of feel like they have to like penance or like have to repent. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. It seems like that. But like I do feel like though, like with what you're saying, Auntie AK, with like men who have been left, like that they always seem like the most troubling to me because it's either that where they kind of go into like a depression or it's like extreme anger. That's what I've mm. seen, that kind of thing. And the extreme anger side, just like, that's scary to me. Do you know what I mean? And that's like why a lot of women don't leave because <laughs> they don't know what's actually going to happen. And like, they could, you know, genuinely like feel for that, like be, you know, scared for their lives. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they don't know what the reaction is going to be. But that is because of, you know, how society is, as you're saying, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's it's a lot of men aren't allowed to to be left, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like, absolutely. That's another, that's another. I mean, it's easy, that was a quick and easy one, mate. <laughs> so and on- throw some counselling in there, go and speak to someone. Yeah, go and speak to him to help ease the transition yeah. out of that relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. Um, and so this is we're gonna go into the aunties get deep. You know, guys, help us naming this section. It's aunties get deep, aunties go deep, aunties thoughts is where we kind of get a bit more into resolving situations in society that affect us as aunties and as women. I think um, is the perspective we're coming perspective we're coming from. So the, what we're talking about today is like I wanted to ask you guys, or what we were thinking of asking and putting out there is when a time when we've ever been objectified um and do we as women objectify object oh objectify ourselves um and do we have any real agency over our own bodies and have our views changed as as we've aged and this is inspired by yet another um well there's been a conversation about Megan the goods she's featuring on a track what's the name of the artist that she features on with is it shit They've got another tune that's rivaling WAP on the levels of explicit lyrics coming from two women who are, you know, unapologetic in their in, in in expressing their need for sexual pleasure. And on the back of there's also a post. Um, if you guys follow, that Shaka was a Bars. very very professional way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And also, if you follow Shaka Bars, he's put up a post that came from uh, a post from someone called the Chris Holt. Um, who says, I'll try and get this quickly, these media companies are owned by white executives who spend millions of dollars and countless hours plotting on our culture. 37 years ago, 50 companies owned 90% of the US media. Today, 90% of US media is owned by six companies, Viacom, News Corp, Comcast, CBS, Time Warner, Disney. Whoever owns the media controls the narrative. You can't argue with that, sweetie. The me- And she's peppering these 
comments with pictures of Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B in sexual positions from their videos. The media has used, and yes, I say used, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Suki the Goat, Nicki Minaj, etc., mm -hmm. to tell the world that black women are happy being objectified and degraded. Happy. Yes, happy. Look at the streaming numbers. We continue to support their music. We continue to support the black men who make music that are okay with calling black women bitches, hoes, and sluts. We continue to support these women who have mainstream influence to teach our future daughters it's okay to degrade yourself for a Birkin. We support these stupid people who like to humiliate and impersonate the black women in a horrible light. The black woman in a horrible light. Here, just to be clear, she's got a picture of, and I cannot remember his name. However, it's there's a trend that we've spoken about before of black Blame men. Blame it on Kay. He's a, um, a very popular comedian slash influencer who dresses up like a woman, though he, he, maintains, he, keeps, he keeps his beard and moustache, though he wears yeah. wigs and makeup and, you know, like that. So he presents as a woman and a guy, I guess. And there's, there's lots of other men who make comedic jokes, whether they're of the LGBTQ community or people like Mo the Comedian who puts on a wig and takes, you know, mimics women for their comedy. So we support these stupid people who like to humiliate and impersonate the black woman in a horrible light. We need to stop praising this crap and making it go viral. There's a solution. Black women need to be on code and no longer stand for this bullshit. No longer support men's music that objectify us. We control the numbers. White execs can put it out. If you plan on arguing with me, no offense, but you're 20, blah, blah, blah. She's cussing now. Um, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just cussing us if anyone wants to argue with her <laughs> going back just to refresh what i'm saying in the question is like what do you think on that have you ever been objectified do you feel that we are objectified do we as women objectify ourselves do we does any of us have agency over our own bodies and have your views changed about objectification and being sexual and all that type of stuff as you've aged auntie shade or auntie nana whoever wants to go first jump in um well, I mean, I, I, I'm really, really, um, in terms of like the question of like, can you, can you control it? I, I really don't think so. Like, I don't think you can control being objectified. I just think it's just part of the system that we're in. Do you know what I mean? And that we're kind of, I guess, in a sense, fighting against however i do i i don't know i it <laughs> i don't want to say i'm gonna sound like auntie nana now <laughs> are we in the matrix because like <laughs> because really and truly does anyone have a choice like does anyone really then have a choice right do you know what i mean because you know i you know i believe in women empowerment i think you should do things for you i think women's uh sexuality or fem female sexuality has uh been oppressed <laughs> kind of like you know in all our teachings of existence we're oppressed do you know what i mean so like sexual freedom for us is feels feels like with our generation and the generations that are, are currently here um like it's something still new do you know what i mean and like it's being explored so is this an exploration of that and objectification at the same time i don't think it's necessarily one or the other right because otherwise you will never you could the 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 concept of having autonomy over your body is 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 non-existent. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
it does. No, it, it it does it does make sense what you're saying. I half kind of agree. Um, I do think, I think like it's like the sentiment of freedom and exploring what that means was definitely out there in the air. I think that was very real. That movement from the sixties going on, um, birth control, just working. I think that did create a real sense of freedom that women hadn't had for generations past. And within that. I think marketeers were like, this is a prime time mm. to ramp up sex selling. And so then you just pushed forward this one image. It would, To me, it would feel authentic if there was totally different expressions of it. Then it's like, that's more of the human experience. But when there's just one particular type of rapper and one look that they all are having to be successful, that's a marketing tool. That's just a marketing employee. You've just created a fashion thing like an A-line skirt or pin-tuck jeans. Like you're just wheeling this same thing out because it's become popular. And because it's become popular and we've seen it so much, you think it's attractive and you feed into it. And then the cycle continues until something else comes along. But this to me isn't women empower women at all. I think it's like, it's, it's, it's just pimping. And you kind of saw that tool being wielded out once they started to commercialize hip hop and they could see how we can, we can just get these people to perform for us and we make lots of money. And within the performance was the criminality. And then you added in what women are going to look like. And, and as much as I love Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, it is like, I, and I can't, really hate on anybody for getting out of poverty and changing flipping hundreds of people's lives within their family but it, it I, I think it's just it's disingenuous to be like um this is how they are like it's if when rap was coming about and and it wasn't the little Kim era that took off and it literally was like Queen Latifah they would be wearing baggy clothes and and having hints of African print in their clothing like it just that didn't that didn't sell, and then the scantily clad was selling, and so it went that way. So it is like it, it annoys me, and I do think it's for us to rally against it. But where do you? You sound so old. I, you know, it's just like how my mum would be like, "What are you listening to? It's it's rubbish." Like it's like it's like being a part of that type of generation. Like the next generation stuff is always not as good as your own, but there is a definite sexual shift that isn't right because people are not confident and why is anxiety so high if there's so much confidence why is there so much depression with so much freedom it's like it it's not adding up for me so I don't think it's the right move for society to, to, to be moving into I don't I don't think it's um consciously beneficial to anybody other than the people who are making lots of money and you know that their children are not involved in it so it's like actually no, who's 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 making money off of this? Yeah, um, I yes, after <laughs> what you both said, I think if we look at the, what we're asking of ourselves, um, have I ever felt objectified? Yeah, like definitely growing up, you, you there's definitely even you know you go through rites of passage of puberty and growing up, there's an objectified, there's already an objectification of how you present whether you're like you know in we used to say tick like tick means thick or I don't know if you've got a size you've got body you've got boobs you've got face your skin tone all those things 
add into what makes you the archetypal woman that or girl that a guy is going to respond to and put you on a pedestal as being taken or chosen. So definitely if I'm wearing a short skirt or something that's more revealing and I get that's an object that's immediately I've been objectified if someone's responding to me when in a normal day when I'm wearing clothes that are more covered up and I'm not getting attention things like that that means there's a there's there's something that there's there's um rules to that kind of level of acceptance or uh attractiveness or appeal that automatically makes me become like a commodity if I look a certain way or do certain things so I've definitely felt objectified in my life I definitely definitely kind of being a tomboy it, well I just a self-proclaimed tomboy when I was leaning towards the Leah look and the TLC mode of fashion where it wasn't too sexy it wasn't mm. the little hymns and stuff like that and I probably it's like a crop top it's like a crop top but it wasn't necessary to be sexy but I also knew that I was being sexy tomboyish because I didn't want to remove any kind of femininity but I wanted to em embrace it but not in a way that would be like I'm wearing a cat suit foxy brown style or in those days there was, there was the, there were the guys girls that they maybe self-proclaimed riadis had that kind of cut up ex exposing style and then you'd have the hip-hop girls that would do the baggy jeans and the kind of slightly crazy sexy cool style like I'm, yeah it, you know what i'm saying the categorization yeah. of what sexy means so um it, it's a difficult one because i probably judged women and i probably were like oh you can't do that and why are you wearing all that skin out where however i might it's so funny because you know a friend might say to me, "Oh, I don't want to wear this because I'm going to look all sexy, but I'm going to look like that kind of girl." And I would always say, "Are you that type of girl?" And if they say, "No, I'm not," then I said, "So wear it because it's who, do you know what I mean? It's who you are. Um, that it's who you self-proclaim to be. Taking ownership of who you want to be and who you self-proclaim to be. That's who you will present to the world. Um, but yet, even though the world will judge it, it's really it's very very strange. Even talking about ownership of do we have agency over our bodies? We can do, but how can we remove everything that's informed us to say that this is our, this is how I would be without the world's influence? Because we cannot separate who we are from the world's influence. I don't know who I'd be without the things I grew up around and the things that I know. I don't know what I'd look like. I don't know what I have no like. You know, when we talk about slavery, who are we as black people without slavery and colonialism? Who would we really be? So I can't um, separate that. So I don't know if I have real agency over my body. I think I do. I think I'm in control of how I present myself. I'm not in control. I think Auntie Shadi, one of you said it. I'm not in control of how the world perceives me. Um, but then when I, if I was to become a music artist like Cardi B and the like, there's a little bit of control of what you want to do. You can choose to be a Lauren Hill or Queen Latifah, or you can choose to be a Cardi B, a Megan Thee Stallion, a Little Kim. It's a choice at that point. So then do they have one? I don't think so. No, it's that decision because you can make a decision. It's I don't know about going forward, but it's isn't that you make a choice unless you genuinely like and it's you. It's like you make a choice. Like okay, I'm I'm a rapper. I got bars like Rhapsody. It's got bars or whatever, whatever. But it's a conscious decision. Like, do I dress my bras up, bars up with bras and knickers, or do I dress my bars up in a hoodie or conservative wear or whatever? Is that that part is the choice. The rest of it. Yeah, go on. Well, I don't, I mean, like, I, I, I have a similar, like, grounding, I guess, but like more to the other side. So my, when I had freedom, let me say that, <laughs> because before that, definitely covered up. 
100%. But when I got freedom, I was really, really influenced and in awe of like yardy culture and fashion and like that was like wow to me that kind of screamed freedom to me do you know what I mean and I love the fact that you know like there wasn't as many constraints right so you could kind of wear what you wanted in the colors that you wanted in the body shape that you had like and it wasn't it wasn't seen as like well in that in that world anyway from what I saw my little knowledge to be honest but like it just it didn't seem that there was less judgment there whereas everybody else there was just so much judgment do you know what I mean and and that's what really really appealed to me and 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 to be honest then I probably couldn't articulate that but I was just really just drawn to it and I was like more you know when it like hip-hop and stuff definitely TLC fan for sure but also a little Kim fan for sure as well kind of thing almost equally to be honest do you know what I mean so I had both sides and coming like from growing up like you know with a religion that's like very modest you know part of my rebellion was like do you know what I mean like part of my rebellion was challenging that like like why why should we be covered up like what is that about where does that come from what is the message in there what because what I could deduce (laughs) even at that young age was just that this is all about control do you know what I mean that this is all about control no matter what kind of religion because it's not just obviously Muslims that cover up you know some orthodox Jews do some Christians do like do you know what I mean kind of thing it's it's a global thing it's just you know but it is all about control and in particularly controlling women so it just really I was just really quite heavily against it and then it's just like you know and I think I've spoken about this before but it is about like if if you're judging me from what I'm wearing then that says more about you than me. Like, it really doesn't, like, that's not talking, that's your judgment, that's your thing. So, like, I just really made a conscious effort not to do that myself, do you know what I mean? And also not to really care about what other people think either and just wear what I'm wearing if if I feel to wear it. Now, I have gone through periods of time where maybe I haven't been so confident or whatever, do you know what I mean? So I've, I've went through, like, a cover-up period because yeah and like yeah I just did but (laughs) but like it weren't me I weren't happy (laughs) do you know what I mean that kind of thing and then and also I knew what I was doing I knew I was covering myself up like do you know what I mean like I was I'm hiding now do you know what I mean Mm. and and actually why should I be hiding but I just I yeah and also like in terms of like personally being objectified yes all the time all the time like just generally all the time obviously when I was younger doing modeling and stuff you're constantly objectified managing models you're objectifying them do you know what I mean like it's just it's just insane that that's the business at the end of the day and that's probably why why I wanted to get out of it because I didn't like it either um and then you know even when you go out like you know like people don't know who you are they look at you first right do you know what I mean they see you Mm. first and like if you're you know dressed a particular way then that conjures up connotations and stuff but I think it's about display dispelling those connotations really and trying to rewrite that however I guess like I said before because of the machine that's attached to it attached to that image 
that is very difficult to do. That's, I, I think it's just very difficult to do, and I don't know if you can. And I also, I guess my last point is like, this woman, um, Chris Holt, with what she's saying, she puts the onus on black women, and I, I don't think that's necessarily fair. It's like, a, it's a huge machine that we're up against, like that has been going on for centuries. You know, do you know what I mean? It just can't be our responsibility to just, just dispel these myths or change the status quo. Um, do you know what I mean? It is, it's, it's, it's a wider effort, man, seriously. It's not just always black women's fault for everything. Yeah, I, I, I get what she's saying though. I don't think, I didn't read it like it's black women's fault. I read it more to even criticise it in certain conversations. You don't get anywhere because every, because of that sentiment, like, like it's like you're kind of haranguing black women by pointing out that you are also part of the problem that lots of people are facing and trying to go against. So it's like to be in support of Cardi B doesn't necessarily also mean that she can't be criticised for this look that she is putting out there and what she's portraying. Although you can understand why it's commercially viable and why she's going to follow through on this. It's changed her family's life. But it also is like it's still at the, the, the detriment to who? Like there's still ramifications for this hypersexualization that is just out there. There's still, there's still parts of it that are passed down and, and there needs to be some type of responsibility to bear for that as well. And it's not just her, it is also all of the, all of the male rappers that will have that same type of look just in the background of women not really wearing any clothes in their videos. It's a whole industry where it is like, this isn't, this isn't okay. I remember I was so shocked the first time seeing um, Beyonce in the leotard. Cause it just seemed like, how is it okay now to be wearing a leotard on stage with tights? That just, to me, just seemed like such a leap from tight clothing to a leotard. I just thought no. that was really dramatic. No. And that, then I can't lie, I wasn't shocked at all, to be honest. Oh, I, I was super, I was like, rah. I was, I was really, really shocked because she's also a Christian. I was just very shocked from the South. I was literally like, that's a, that's a huge shift from being like I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a real Christian woman to I can wear a leotard. I was like, that's a, a that's an eye shift. But I I look at fashion in those ways. I see when cuts are changing, and it is like, wow, that's quite daring. I wonder if it will sell. But they've done all the research that this is going to be okay. I can sell a bra to people now. And it's not going to be an undergarment. They're going to wear it with a blazer. They know what they're doing when they put this all out because they know that our, our attitudes to clothing have shifted a bit. So then you do more risque things. So then you bring more lace. It's, it's like, it's all marketing. And really, if we had autonomy over our looks and everything else, you, there wouldn't be a high street because we would be we would be wearing so many different things. It would be more on moods. It would be more what suits your body type. You wouldn't be able to have have chain stores. It's it's like it's no nobody I, is. Living I, I don't think I don't think it's just um, why I say it because like look at the phenomenon of Madonna, right? Do you oh, know, what I mean? yeah. she's just like 
she basically sold sex. Do you know what I mean? Like that that's mm-hmm. what she done and she pushed the envelope, you know, for what was maybe looking even if you look at it now, it's still a bit like, oh, okay. Like is it was a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like and I, I, I even think that Britney done a similar thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just in a kind of a, like a, a slightly different way. But like, you know, Britney's first video, like sexual, sexualizing a schoolgirl outfit, like that's insane. Totally. Like these, yeah. <laughs> like, these women aren't doing that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's insane. Like, so it's just like, they, they, I, I think that like, black, why I say like, it's not their fault and stuff. It's just like, we're held to such a different standard, man. Do you know what I mean? Like th- this is not, it's only because this is the new mainstream. Do you know what I mean? Why people are so up in arms against it, that kind of thing. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just insane. It's not like these things haven't come before. They have, but just in different forms. Um, just from just on the Leotard, Leotard thing, I was going to say something different. That's, to me, the reason why I wasn't shocked about Beyonce is because she's a dancer and I, I went straight to dance. And I thought a bedazzled Leotard and tights, I've seen that from Marilyn Monroe in, I remember Gentlemen Prefer Bonds is one of my favorite films when I was younger. And they were in pink, baby pink, and it didn't look sexual to me, it looked dancer. It because I, I was very fixated on dancing because I fastened myself as being a dancer. So dance fashions, you know, we look at fame, girls and men and women were wearing leotards for ease of movement. So, but then what was elevated is the style of a leotard. So Beyonce wearing a leotard on stage didn't ever, apart from if she's doing sexual moves, gyrations and stuff, but similarly to Madonna, when she, Madonna, you know, famously had the cone leotard, but she's worn leotards throughout her performances. Dancers wear leotards. So leotards and tights, especially if you're a woman and leotards and some manly tights or whatever, you're a ballet dancer, a male ballet dancer and things like that, or modern dancer. So I really didn't apply sexuality to the leotard especially for Beyonce. Um, I'd say that more of an another outfit, if it's like a little tiny, teeny skirt and a cleavage top, then I might be like talking about the, the sexualization of her look. But Leotard specifically, I would just always apply, associate with dancing, especially if you are a dancing performer. Um, and in general, like I had this conversation because a friend of mine, a male friend of mine sent me this new video by um, with Megan Thee Stallion and what's her name again? Sorry. Sinshaya. 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 Sinshaya, like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we were having that back and forth and I was on the defense for women. I'm like, how are you sending me this? Number one, it's, it's a risk. It's not that bad. We had, I know we've talked about it before. I was listening to, uh, was it NWA or Ice-T talking about no matter, don't, don't, just don't bite it. Explicitly detailing how they want their dick sucked by women, calling us hoes, bitches, all that type of stuff. So the our nature of our culture specifically in a bubble has been dictated by men's fantasies and um stories and how you know those are you know mummy issues sister issues women issues and putting that into their music and then they've dictated a whole culture of what a woman is supposed to be to be viable in from their perspective and you're right now it's one perspective it's one portrayal and that's what everyone's feeding into that's the marketing and the pr and i i am defensive i was defensive like why this guy is pulling me, my friend is telling me that this is the video that's gonna that's breaking society and it's perpetuating this and i'm like but where were you when tip drill was out where were you when, <laughs> um, you know, those of you who don't know the t- Nelly's tip drill that did cause controversy at the time, it was out in the 2000s, and he's dragging a credit card through some girl's butt cheeks, yeah. you know, shake her ass and stuff like that. But that's the least of it. I have seen too many videos simulating sex. I, that, that's the point, is terrible because it's all it's of them collectively. Like, it ain't your, it ain't your face. It must be your ass because it ain't your it face. Ain't your face and all that type of <laughs> yeah. thing. And that's why that's we have chorus. No, 
And that's yeah. why we have now it's where ridiculous. bits and bobs are commodities now. Like you have white <laughs> women getting a bottom and a lip and a this and tits, bits and parts, ob objects to enhance their beauty or whatever. Um, I, I, I agree with you, however, Nana, that it's not all on black women. However, as always, as every topic, as everything goes on, we're not innocent in the situation. So there is complicit and there is accountability that should be held. And it's that thing we talked about again with grime artists saying, you know, we're not role models. When artists say they're not role models, I know you didn't ask for it. I know it's a lot to be put on you, but you cannot say, you can say that you, you cannot just say, I'm not a role model because what maybe you should adjust what you're saying to say like, I'm not here to be a role model. However, I understand that my influence does influence because especially the bigger you get, whatever you do, people take it on board and you can't actually now, because you literally could be famous for anything. I could go on and do this and even us as aunties, whatever we do now, there's someone who's like, oh, I like what that auntie did or said. And whether it's right or wrong, we've influenced somebody. So now we cannot mm -hmm. say we're not role models. We are. If we get famous, I'm going to wear a leotard, bejazzled. <laughs> I mean, it's out there. It's out there. It's not even... The, the, I've so, worn a leotard before. I did gym and dance. I wore a leotard. And no, I, no, it's no, the no, thing no. of a performer. It's, it's her, her rise, her stardom, and how she literally was, like, covered up, but in a different way. It's just oh, the conservatism really of her I personal opinions. I follow Destiny's Child yeah. and stuff, and they weren't really covered no, up. You wouldn't have seen... It, I, you wouldn't have seen women performing at her level in a leotard. Madonna it just wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it's, it's become it's a fashion it. thing now. Who did? Did. No, I do think I do think once Beyonce did it, more people started to do it. I think this that happened. It. And I think this is that, it. You know, it became a fashion thing and it was like Yeah, this is but like, I don't think I don't think it was like crazy that she done it because yeah. she I didn't say it was crazy, I just said I was surprised. Mm. That was that yeah, was all. Yeah, it was just context. Rihanna, I wouldn't have been surprised. Who? Rihanna, I wouldn't have been surprised. No. Rihanna, why? I wouldn't have been surprised with Rihanna well, because was she was more kind of fashiony anyway, and more risque. So I would I have uh, Rihanna, I wouldn't have been surprised. But Beyonce, I literally was because I was like, that's a different type of direction, and maybe it's just on me. It's like maybe I thought saw her music going in a different way, but I was surprised with. Beyonce doing it and then it becoming a fashion staple where you can see it. You can go on a night out and see somebody in like underwear as their outerwear. I need that to, to me was like, okay, that's a shift. No, I need to, I need to, I need to come back on that because also me talking about I wore TLC clothes, I actually totally erased the fact that I'll go to Knickerbox and wear underwear outside in the jungle days and rage. Right. And I wasn't um I had this, I wasn't in the Yardie camp, but I was in actually, so maybe I need to reframe what I said because definitely acknowledging my sexy in my way, but I think because I didn't see myself as sexy, but I also knew that wearing, I wore knicker box underwear shorts. Yeah, and a short. I've worn, I wore a see-through dress from dispensary and wore bra and knickers underneath. But also because I think because I was slim and I was muscled, I also wasn't as sexy in that, you know, like the minute you have shape, you become more voluptuous and automatically society says you're sexy. So I think <laughs> I could had control of that. However, I knew that there was a sexiness to what I was doing. I think that performers have always worn little attire. It's nothing new and it has seeped into the streets. And also the streets influence celebrity culture and celebrity style. I don't think it was, I really can't associate the leotard with Beyonce because I've seen it throughout time. Janet Jackson, Madonna, people before her were wearing leotards, Marilyn Monroe. 
it, they were wearing leotards and they were wearing outerwear. No, 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 I'm, yeah, not, so I'm, I'm not off. even arguing that they weren't. I just no, think that she, she popularised it, basically. That's, that's it. Um, yeah. But people know but what I, they're I, doing. But I, I'm not surprised. I'm just not surprised that she went down that route at all. She was wearing, like, bra tops and, like, yeah. <laughs> like little, little skirts all the time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, literally all the time. Like, nasty girl, look at her video. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, survivor, look at the video. Like, she's showing more there than wearing a leotard. Like, so I'm not surprised at all. It's not. She and kind of okay. covered up more when she was wearing the leotard. And. Wear. As Auntie Shade said in regards to rebelling, it's not a surprise that someone who's been so conservatively raised mm -hmm. rebels sexually. That's what women do, isn't it? Yeah. One expression of freedom. And it's marketing as well, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Because it's like you are the innocent, you are the innocent, and then you get sexy. That's that's the thing. So like I just don't So Chloe. Chloe so, yeah. Bailey's Chloe Chloe Bailey's oh, yeah. foray into like being a, a solo artist. It's the yeah. same type of thing. Yeah. So you come out and you're kind of innocent and you can sing and you're showing off your talent yeah, yeah. and then oh, the uh, sex ramps up. Yeah. But what I'm saying is these are all marketing ploys yeah. and young people follow the same thing. I leave yeah. my parents' house and I have freedom and this is what freedom yeah. means. And it's like, that's marketing because freedom doesn't need to mean that. But they have no, created exactly, a fashion, yeah. a whole fashion industry that is like my 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 expression is boohoo or pretty little things, and it's little dresses, and it's going out in a in a bikini, and it's and it's like that isn't freedom. They've sold it to you as freedom, but it's like it isn't. I think that's I think that's, a that's not everybody though. I don't want to like no, I'm just saying, it's the like, like, it's, so. not, it's, it's not everybody, and also as well, like there is like always a counterculture to that. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like as as and I think that that is kind of repeating itself a little bit at the moment because like oversized wear is definitely yeah, back, back in, and it's been in a, in for a little while. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like there's always it's always like I feel like people gravitate to what's in them. Do you know what I mean? Like, or what they identify with or what they're comfortable with. So I don't think it's always necessarily like a one-way force feeding of things. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's what you're, it's, it's what you're, it's, it's what you're willing to try almost. Do you know what I mean? And also like some people just reject things because it's popular. Yeah. And also, I think it's also understanding what does objectification mean to you? Because we're saying we're going from the sexual route and inspired from the Cardi B, whack, all that type of conversation. But what is objectification? What does it, does, what does it look like for men? Is it is objectification only sexual? Or is there, are there yeah, other things involved? Because we're looking at clothing and fashion. That's one aspect of it. We're looking mm -hmm. at sex and how we present as women. That's one aspect of it. But what other... You know, is race... An, do we get objectified by race? Um, us being a black woman in the workplace... And going into corporate spaces and being the diversity hire is that also an objectification or is that tokenization it, are they separate or are they the same there's so many things in as a it's mother from, i think I guess it's mother, from the same place but yeah they are they, it's doing different things but it's from mm. the same place mm. like to be a token in a space is real yeah to be yeah. a token and be objectified and have a certain look that yeah is the acceptable black that's a real thing like so mm -hmm. there there's lots that goes on that people are using that becomes the in thing at the moment having the um mixed race woman with big curly hair in every in every advert 
you mm. could say that's diversity, but when it's the same look in everything, it's no longer diversity. It's ticking a box. It's You've seen that it's commercially viable and it sells. So let's stick this woman in everywhere because it sells, it's popular, it's acceptable. Th- those types of things, they so much of our life is marketing. You wouldn't even know it, it, it existed if it wasn't pumped in your face 20 times from all different directions. Like ads just follow you all the way around and we do really get indoctrinated by marketing. It, it's but fascinating you, how they can get you. So are you saying that objectification, if we didn't have marketing, we wouldn't be objectified? Because you, you you stayed in the lane of my, my, of marketing. I, I, think, I think it would be very different but there's always influence because as humans of how we work and being group animals, there's always going to be a level of influence. But with the tools that marketing has now, they can influence millions of people really easy to fit into certain looks that they want to sell. And I think it's it, it we can go on, but some people will go for it. And yeah, they may do, but some people just see things more than others. And so they're going to go for it. I think we have very little scope for what we actually like. Like it's not so much what we like, it's what they tell us. But it, well, I, don't know, I don't know if you can also say like kind of like sweep that because you also have to like consider environment, right? So like I could only do what I wanted to do when I was in, like when I when I was out of the house. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people don't have that kind of freedom. Do you know what I mean? The majority, I would say, wouldn't have that kind of freedom. So it's not just like that's why I say it's not always just false feds like there's other factors it's just like where you are in the world like what your parents are like what your what your group of girls is like do you know what I mean like if if your girls aren't on that it's highly likely that you're going to be on it not um, highly unlikely so the different the definition of objectification according to the dictionary is the action of degrading someone to the status of a mere object mm-hmm. um do we, you know, as women? Yeah, like bums, breasts, lips, yeah. hair, beards, skin tone. Height. So it's not a person, it's just a feature on them. Yeah. Mm. But that's what I'm saying. So if we, I, I, I think I'm, I know it's, more, I understand the marketing, but I feel like, I think I'm with Auntie Shadowway, it's more than that because like, oh, anyway, I don't know if we, we, we beat flogging a dead horse, but I was just thinking from, the, from a woman objectifying men, have I objectified a man? Oh, definitely. But is it because I'm influenced? I'd like to, uh, it's my taste now marketing. Do you know what I mean? Because I, you know, <laughs> marketing is, you know, a man with a big dick, I guess. But we, or a big dick means strength. However, I don't know. Is it only marketing? Is it fact? Where's the fact in all of it? What's What, what, what are we in control of we as we've asked well, this is what this is the thing it's just like goes back to like like <laughs> are we working against a massive system do we actually have choices do you know what i mean like because like if you're saying that that feeling in your belly do you know what i mean doesn't exist when you see you know what is that auntie sade is that what you're going to say yeah you say the feeling that you get when you yeah, see I know, I like when you're excited in it when you see yeah. something you're like oh no that's that's... Really, is is that artificial is it yes. is it, is it <laughs> then you have no choices then so even if you don't make a choice like you still have it's no probably, choice. like you're not you're not not making a choice any, is probably you're not above making a choice you're the same as everybody else i feel like we're having a different conversation than what it is but maybe it is what we're supposed to be saying i don't know cuz yeah 
object. All right. I just like it. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's like, but yeah, that, that feeling of, I like this. I have it all the time and I'll go and buy it. But I do know that it's been planted. I do know that it probably and hasn't come from buy me. And, and, and I also know I don't need it. buying something, right? So like, say if That's you're just, life. you feel like, let's for the purposes of this conversation, that you are more of a sexually expressive person. Do you know what I mean? You feel like that's you. But because you care about what other people think, you suppress it. Does that mean, that doesn't mean that, do you know what I mean? Like, you're not, you're, you're not following it because of what society tells you, rather than just going with what you actually feel, basically. So marketing can attach, attach onto that and yeah. actually sell those things to you, but you still have that in you. That's, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. But that, that that's the whole point, isn't it? It's like you're working out what humans like, what their attention goes to, and then mm -hmm. you sell them something. Mm -hmm. Oh, you oh, you sell them a lifestyle for that, and then to make it even oh. more profitable, <laughs> you, you make that lifestyle okay. And so, in the mainstream, more people are going to talk about it. So then, that lifestyle then that, that may have been a bit niche becomes more mainstream because it makes so more then, money. Okay, but then I feel like then I, I then I feel like we're talking about two different things because then we're talking about objectif objectification. So how, because it's like, and then the other, other question was, have your views changed as you've aged? Do you have real agency over your own body? As an, as you, I, I don't know. I think partly you do, do you know what I mean? But I think you have to, you're, you have to constantly be in conversation with, and take a moment to that, do I actually like this? What is this? Or understand your influences, which is That's a task it. within itself. But I definitely think that, and has my, my, it, it's become more informed, but like I can't say I'm any more judgmental. No, I'm not. Like I, I, I really don't. Um, I think people should be able to express themselves without fear. To be honest, um, but I just think that society, we pretend that we're there and we're not there. Do you know what I mean? Like we really, really do, and we've really done a number of ourselves, and like we're supposed to be embracing and all this kind of stuff, but we're not. We're, we're really not as human beings, and we're very judgmental as society. And I think that uh, for anyone who has that in them to be to to want to express themselves the way they want to, they should take caution sometimes. Really, um, I'm definitely less judgmental. When I was younger, I was very much like, oh, why are they doing that? And if they did that you know, I was very much part of the young culture. And I think it's a young person's thing like, oh, she looks like that. So she's a slag and he looks like that. So he's a this and judgmental people, judging people on their look, there's nothing else to go on. But that quickly disappeared, like from my twenties even, just taking people on who they present to you as you get to know them. You can't judge a book by its cover is real, real, real. And I'm definitely less judgmental about how people are um and a lot more informed of how who i let in my world based on a multitude of things rather than just like i think they're okay because they look like this that and the other or act like this that and the other um so that's the thing and um yeah i don't know i don't know if anything to finally I say i don't think i've ever been for one i'm not great at you know like <laughs> this is a common one like shoes watches and handbags i never noticed them and that's always been a thing. Like, it's just never... I, I don't know if it's just being brought up around fabric and fashion. I think I 
I view it very differently to the normal to the normal person because when you have a house that is full of all the fabrics and you're going to all the fabric stores I think your relationship to fabric is a little bit different so those types of things were never a thing to me but um, like I did my dissertation on hip-hop culture and the objectification of women so it always and that's from like you know 20 like it's just been very interesting subcultures and how you can feed that into fashion and how it sells from young I've, I've just loved watching how it goes but judge judgments um I, I don't think I'm any different to any normal human we all have judgments you just try and curtail them so that it's not to anybody's detriment or to your own but as I've got older I'm definitely way more that like what Auntie Sade said those questions do come into my mind like do I actually want it do I need it have I been got how many times have I seen that advert Right, come from come at me from lots of different points, and then it's like, well, do I still want it? Yeah, it'll make me happy, and I know it's temporary. It's just those types of things to not fall into to fads. I think after a while, when you get older, somebody else that's a little bit older would probably spot the fad that I've fallen into because they're able to see like, oh, that's a fad that you go through at this age. That's the only thing. It's like you know, we all we all go through it. I, do you know what? I, you know, I keep saying I'm struggling with your um, commercialization of us, but then I've kind of got it now when you're saying that um, you're questioning whether you want this thing or don't want this thing and that you're not going to be society's object. I think that's kind of sitting yeah. in my head in that perspective because I'm, I was stuck on the on a different angle of it. But yeah, I get that. And I think that's part, possibly always what. I've been like, maybe. Material stuff wasn't been a thing for me. We weren't raised like that. My mum was like, you're not buying it. So I had to grow up without having the name brandy stuff. So I had to resist the fashion fads and find my own way. So I think that's helped. But anyway, yeah, I kind of finally saw it, what you were saying, in a way. There's lots. Of oh, is there lots of comments? <laughs> yeah. I can't see anything. There's, there's a lot like... of comments that came through. Um, I may not get to all of them, but um, Roman says... Social media, internet changed the way people governed their individuality. A lot of people do what is deemed popular in order to fit in with the masses. And it's sad that we are still in a place when black women who finally get the chance to open up and speak about sex can't be free and express their sexuality without being placed in a whore box. Um, Rev Entertainment says, I think a lot of the problem is access. Back in the day, you needed cable or to wait late in the night on MTV to see them. Nowadays, all of this sex is readily available on the internet. Um, and I'm not condoning the double standard, but I think that it's, a, it's the wide access that is making people talk so much. Natalie says, I agree with Auntie Nana. Uh, Monica says, hello, aunties. Hello, Monica. Uh, Roland says all artists, uh, all artists and entertainers add sex to their persona to separate their child and adult careers. Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Britney and Janet. Iola says I was waiting for someone to mention Chloe Bailey. I think Beyonce or whoever is managing her has pimped her out and gone too far. But it obviously sells the fact that her not as hypersexualized sister Haley has two million less followers on Instagram. Clearly shows that objectification wins. Um, Roland says objectification can be an 
us all. There is a fine line between admiration and objectification. Sidebar, hip hop isn't the only genre um, that objectifies women. I actually did a comparison with rock music as well. Of course, of course. So true. It's just we're talking from our community bubble and obviously there are black mm -hmm. people that love rock too. So of course, of course, of course, of course. Oh, uh, I didn't know there were so many comments. I would have integrated them in and responded, but we've really talked about it quite a lot. Is there anything else you guys <laughs> want to say or can we move on <laughs> to follow? We can culture? move on. All right. There's lots in for the culture. There's loads in for the culture. This for is where culture. we get to for the culture. <laughs> Look at Shade's face. <laughs> I'm not here for this at all. I don't know how many, how many ways I need to say it. <laughs> to be honest. All right. Okay. Fine. For the culture. What are we watching? What are we wearing? What are we chatting? What's the social media chatting about? That's what for the culture is. There's a bunch of stuff. I'm going to read the list and then guys, let me know what you want us to talk about. We have Young Jeezy and Jeannie apparently, allegedly, are raising their baby gender fluid. Um, Cardi B wins a libel lawsuit against blogger, Tasha, uh, blogger Tasha Kay, who was derogatory towards her. NBA young boy who's 20 years old, his father is eighth child and has continuing baby mother drama. Ari Lennox has requested to be dropped from her label following an interview in South Africa that went left for her. We also have Big Nasty, who owes people money from 11 years ago. We've got Teddy Soares and Faye from Love Island. Should Faye apologize for being ignorant? There is a clip. Ghana versus Nigeria. As both of the African countries are out of the World Cup, they're going to have like a friendly, probably non-friendly uh, match. Who's going to win? And we have it's a young African gentleman. Nations Cup. I don't think it's the World Cup. Sorry, it's not the World Cup. It's African Cup of Nations. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, African AFCON. Um, Grieving Gorilla, there's a young gentleman, a black man with lots of muscles, who's named himself as Grieving Gorilla. He's dancing everywhere and it's got the internet up in arms for and against. And I still, I'm, I'm beating this one. I'm trying to make sure this gets discussed somehow. Aaliyah's album, Unstoppable, has no women on it. You keep talking about it. You keep reminding people. But anyway, we don't have to talk about it. It's going to be there forever. Um, right, what do you want to pick up first? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get this Aaliyah thing off your chest? No, it's not that deep. I mean, we, I mean, you know, it's, it is that deep. It's just interesting why. It, we've talked about Aaliyah's, you know, the guy that her uncle that's re-releasing her music um, and the family aren't happy. But the, and it's just testament to the fact, it's, I guess it's something around these posthumous albums, whether or not, you know, these artists would be happy with the music that that's out there, the stuff that they haven't approved. And then also, it's isn't it, Someone like Aaliyah, who was so inspiring to a generation of R&B artists, women Are you artists. really talking about it? Oh, wow. Okay. Let her get it off her chest. Because it's been on the list for like We talked weeks. about it already, though. It was mentioned. We didn't. Oh, no, we but didn't. it was mentioned a week ago. And I thought, because oh, we... No, you're stopping me from finishing. I was only going to be quick. I'm just yeah, saying. You're going to round up your point. I'm over it now. It's fine. What else do you want to talk about? I'm just saying, there's no women on Aaliyah's album, and I think there should be. All right? Just problematic men with platforms are on her album. That goes to show. Anyway, what else do you want to talk about, loves? I think we should talk about um, Jeannie, what's her name? Jeannie May. Yes. Oh, and Jeezy. Yeah. Okay. 
So, yeah. I mean, the report the report is out there that um, this is from sources. So this is very allegedly. But although to what they've put out on social media, they haven't said what the, the baby's um, gender is. They've just released the name, which is Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, sources are saying... Sorry, I what thought was it was it? Monaco. They Monaco, Monaco. Yes, it, Monaco. Monaco. Yeah, it's Monaco. But sources that are close to them are saying that they have decided to bring up their baby gender fluid. Um, and because they feel that selecting your gender is a personal choice. I I was shocked at this. I was literally like, raw, didn't see a, a rapper going down that way. But obviously it may come from his other half as well, or they may mutually have this 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 thought. But I was also a bit like, is this new? Is this how people are thinking now? Is this like out there? I'm not in the mum and baby groups anymore. So I don't know if this is a conversation that people are having, but I really was like, where did this come from? Um, I saw on, I was reading up on it and I was kind of, I didn't really know what gender fluid meant. So the definition that's in this article says gender fluidity refers to change over time in a person's gender expression or gender identity or both. That change might be in expression but not identity or in identity but not expression or both and identify and identity may change might change altogether as well so I was just like okay so that's like that's like no he or she right that's like no pink clothes for a girl no blue clothes for a boy like it's that like and I guess they would have to wait until the child is speaking and understanding for them to know what if even at that time male or female exists in its current form what that is yeah and then they get to choose where they're going to yeah okay why i find this more perplexing is sex is real yeah like that we're not questioning that there are males and females that's I don't know what I'm gonna say. Everything up in question because I'm like, what the, is I don't it? know what the language is there. To be honest, I honestly don't know because I don't. I've. I think you can. I. I think you can. You can talk about anatomy. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'm talking about sex, like literally, like the sex. I think that means different things. So I'm, I'm not talking on gender. Know. I'm definitely not going on gender. I'm literally going on your your anatomy, anatomy. expression mm. of it, that a female has a vagina and a male has a penis. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, these things are, they're, they're facts. But no. then your gender expression, I get as, like, I'm a woman, I go by he, she, that can be changed. I can, I can, yeah. I mean, she, she, her, mm-hmm. I can change that today if I want to be a vape. Or, or like, like not stereotypically wear dresses or do you know well, what I mean? Go well, well, the World Health Organization Regional Office for Europe describes sex as characteristics that are biologically defined, whereas mm. gender is based on socially constructed features. Yeah. Um, so it's basically what you said, just according yeah. to facts. And like um, long hair for a girl, short hair for a boy, those kind okay. of... Yeah. I've, I, and also uh, there's something about saying that males have... Um, penises and women have vaginas and females have vaginas people also are doing away with that language and saying humans a human can have 
a penis and a human oh. being. There's, there's people oh. who, depending on where you lay and where your sensitivities lay and where your experiences lay, you could actually argue that point, and that has been a conversation as well, that remove mm-hmm. everything, and it's just a human can it's have It's just this. a human. A human has a... And has genitalia, and it's... You know, because, you know, you've got... It's a very, it's a minefield, it's sensitive, as we've said before, especially when we had um, Lady Philon, who's uh, who is representative of the LGBTQIA community, it's very difficult to kind of navigate the space, especially when you're straight and have lived as, and identified as a woman for life and ha- are coming into these new terminologies. Let's explore it. Um, someone put up a thing about gender reveal parties and do gender reveals parties, could they potentially influence how the child is raised? based on how people felt about the reveal. Very like an interesting perspective. But what I, I, I thought, and I don't want to come across as um, a straight angry person, but I thought that there, now there's a kind of the whole blue and pink argument and things like that. There's a backlash to that. And I think if there's an embracing of any color being for everyone, then there shouldn't be a backlash to anyone that likes blue for a boy or pink for a girl. I just wanted to say that. I don't. Th- I think whatever color you want to put your child in shouldn't, be criticized even if they're of the norms the typical the stereotypical norms there seems to be a bit really? of a... but you, you can't because then is is your perpetuating the toxicity aren't you but then, but then if you're but then if you like that and if it's if your it doesn't mean to because it's Why also, do you like it that? comes it comes through with it comes with not raising your child in a toxic manner so if you're raising your child to wear pink your girl child to wear pink and then you're also saying you've got to wear, you can't have sex until this, and then your son can wear blue, but he can have sex whenever he wants. If you're imposing societal constraints that damage them, that's different from if you generally like, I like girls wearing pink. That's what I know that I've grown up knowing. I mean, I, I'm saying that I didn't dress my child in all pink. I dressed in a range of colors, uh, my daughter in a range of colors. So that I'm not saying I, I was bound for it, but I just see there's an like there's kind of now open season on anyone that does you do guys, that. I think I think honestly and I don't mean in this in a bad way but I just think that that that's a very easy it, it could be seen as a very easy cop out and to really ignore the historical um uses of pink and blue for gender like that that's it it's an easy way to say oh yeah but I like every color so I'm just gonna go with this and just completely ignore how pink and blue have been used to define gender like you can't, you, do you know what I mean? There's n- like, it would have to be at least two or three generations after us to be completely removed from that. Like yeah, there's no way, there's yeah. absolutely no way. It's I too ingrained yeah. in our society. There's no, I agree. Ingrained, good it's on everything. Yeah, do you know it's what I mean? It's on everything. It's on products. It's, it's, it's yeah. just on everything. It's dummies. It's, it's, it's there's just, so many ways to, where you're looking a pram and you will be spotting what's the kind of male dominant colours what's the female like you we all do it you're gonna spot you're gonna look about especially like if um I used to do this a lot with the boys where you just put them in gray and and yellow because I Mm. didn't I don't particularly like baby blue on on boys as well so I was so I would just find other ones and but then there's lots of other people I guess at that same time there was already that rebellion against blue and pink so the loads of people are doing like yellow yeah. and, and grey and cream. So when you're looking at a child, you can't always tell straight away mm. what they are. And I guess that's the thing. It's like, do, do we even have the language for the convo now? When they're deciding, mm. how do we talk about it? What what do we say? Or is it literally like a, 
they threw the dummy out. Like it's, I'm, I'm really like, if you give me the words, it's fine. But at this moment, I feel really like what for happening? gender fluid. It would probably be they. It would you have start with they now, or, as or their name, or their name. That's that's it. Like kind of thing, and yeah. not assigning because anything you do, you any kind of way that you assign that, you're you're influencing their decision of what they're going to be or what they what would want to be. And I think the idea is that they make that decision when they are ready and they can change their mind if they're if they're ready. Yeah. But, yeah. I think uh, someone else was saying on that conversation like oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. Um they were arguing about even someone was saying that if you can don't find out the gender of your child. Mm. Um well, lots and, of people don't though. Most people. I don't think, again, it, it, it was it was like an implore, like please don't find for the benefit of the child, don't find out the gender. And I, that I was like, wow, there's there's so much that when you've grown through our our generations, especially those born in the seventies and sixties and beyond, back going backwards, it's so much to kind of de unpro deprogram from yourself. It's like because I my immediate reaction was like, well, I know I I wanted a boy, I dreamt about. I, then I had a dream that I was having a girl. My mum kept saying, you're having a girl. And so I, when I when the time came to find out, I wanted to know. And they were told. And I was happy. I wasn't relieved. I wasn't sad. I was happy. I wanted a healthy child. But, you know, that it was changed, that that now that I knew that I was having a girl, I wasn't bothered. Where some people finding out having they're having a girl, especially in certain countries and cultures, that yeah. was a whole problem. But I, I, but not, I don't know. It's I, I don't. I guess people are putting on the preparation, so then you don't go and go, go nuts and paint the nursery pink or paint the nursery blue. Or I don't know if it's down to I don't know what. I would love to speak to somebody that is in these conversations within this space, so they really know what people are talking about, why these changes are coming about. Because I I feel like I'm so I don't get it. What was so wrong with our society when it came? to gender expressions why this needs to change <laughs> i mean <laughs> no no but because i'm like but you're you're not countering anything because it's not going to stop sexism it's not like people are, are well, going to you decide because you're still going to be deciding so if you decide to be a female you're still going to come under the same type of societal constraints that are there so I'm like, what, where, or they may say, no, that's the shift that we're working towards. We're working think, towards think, that I we think, remove these. It's kinda, well, I'm not, I don't want to say obvious, but like, I think it's evident that if you change, if you change um, one aspect of it, it's going to affect every other aspect. Do you know what I mean? I think what it means to be female is going to change. What it means yeah. female is going to change. All those terms in itself will become less important. By even doing this, those terms become less important. Yeah, because I think that's where, where they... So you mean a... more people centrally move towards the they? Yeah. yeah. Um, being a human. Yeah, because I think there's so much... I, identity is a real thing, right? It's become a, such an important thing, like who, how you identify who you are as a human being. And if we talk, and this, you know, the, the, we joke about it, but if we are contemplating the thought of extraterrestrial beings coming into existence and move and robots and AI, what does that mean? Do you know what I mean? So it's like they is the is quite an easy adaptation to 
break down all the lines and barriers that we put up. There will definitely be isms and there'll definitely be barriers and separation, but it might mm -hmm. not be around gender. It might be, around, again, we've got class, we've got race. We'll, we'll still have race. <laughs> we'll still we'll have, you know, and also, and, 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 and who knows, because as we know, when we explore different communities and cultures, we do have the problem, like what uh, was said on the social media post, calling out objectification. We do have men like Kevin Samuels, who make money off criticizing or, or, or challenging women, what how women should be. We do have male comedians adapting, adopting women, female characteristics and making money off the, the degradation of, of what a woman is. So I, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a lot of... I have two thoughts on this. I think that if this goes in, uh, in one particular way, I think it could be quite positive for women. Do you know what I mean? Like overall, whatever it would mean to be a woman, woman at that time. And my other thing is not so positive, but I think humans will always find a way to discriminate and suppress anyway they're gonna find a hierarchy <laughs> yeah even if they the hierarchy is in the they there'll just be another you you have a little t and i have a a, a capital i just think there's going to be something that mm -hmm. is going to still separate it because we're not all the same mm -hmm. and i still think you can't get away from the genitalia like I don't know, but I would love to speak to somebody who is firmly in this movement to shift it, to actually get like their points of, Do no, but this conversation is happening and that conversation, because it, it just seems like these terms come at you and it's a bit like, who can I, who can I even talk to you without being offending, like without offending somebody? I don't, I don't even really. know if it works like that, to be honest. No, I mean, it's society and also as well, it puts pressure on that group to, but it's their responsibility to kind of like let us know what it's what it's almost like you know do you know what I mean when white people ask us about racism it's just like that's your problem do you know what I mean like you need to sort it out to to a certain extent but like I, I, I get it so but different. at the same time I think it's just that you know like your your genitals shouldn't dictate what power you have in the world it's it's just that really and truly and up you know up until today it, it has done do you know what I mean? And it's just steps to try to eradicate that and also have like, um, you know, do you know what I mean? Like not be constrained by by the roles that society have, have um, really and truly unfairly given us just to control us, really. Have you got comments? Mm -hmm. Have you got um, comments? Okay, yeah. so yes, Nicola has said maybe the board, the baby was born with both sexual organs and this is what drove the decision to release this announcement and she goes on to say Jamie Lee Curtis was was I think it's born with both sexual organs and her parents chose her gender to chose her den yeah chose her gender to raise her within oh they chose the gender to to raise her um, I don't think Jeannie Mays had the baby yet. They just announced the baby's name and they're saying they're not revealing their sex until... Yeah, no, she's had the baby. Oh, she had the baby. I thought she hadn't had the baby yet. Oh, yeah. I feel like the baby's here. She just hasn't said what the sex is. I just, I think, I think that we probably are going to move probably quite quick, quickly where that isn't the first thought. 
do you know what I mean? Like that, like, oh, it, it must be intersex or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like why people are doing that? Um, yeah, because that would be... That didn't cross my mind, to be honest. Um, no, it didn't mind at all. I, I don't think there's a... I, I, I didn't jump to that conclusion. I just was more interested in, is, is this going to be a common thing? Is this like out in there and there's just going to be way more people where you don't say I had a boy and, or I had a girl and it's just you'll wait for the child I to had come a baby. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I, I had my baby. Mm-hmm. And then you'll go from there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next on the list. What else? We've got Grieving Gorilla. <sighs> Do you want to talk about Grieving Gorilla? Not really. Okay. But if you want to, <laughs> the only thing with Grooving Gorilla, yeah, more than because there's so many people sharing this post, and under the majority of the shares is bare black people just like this guy is cringe, he gets on my nerves. I wish he would leave the internet. And I was, and I feel the same, but at the same time, I'm like, what is this? Why do I find him so cringe? What is he doing other than a big guy dancing that is annoying people? That was the only thing. It was just, it just rattled me like, well, why, why, why can't this big dude just dance? Like, what is it? Is it minstreling? Is he, is he being a buffoon? The The thing is, there's so, there's two lanes. In one way, we like a big man that can dance. Rest in peace, heavy D. Because there's a fluidity and agility that when you see a big guy that can move, it's quite um, uh, poetic and beautiful. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I, I think so. From like, there's a movement that. Can you start saying we and start saying I, please? Okay, I. Um, this conversation that I've been involved in, like, there's something about a big guy mm-hmm. that, that I think is quite. Because I think it's the assumption that they can't dance or that they shouldn't be able to. But when mm-hmm. they're agile and light on their face and their feet and they can move, and it's a thing, it's kind of like. Wow, because I mean, I've been in a few conversations with that. I feel like it's a thing. I didn't know it wasn't, I was isolated in that thought process. So I thought that, yeah, um, there's that. And then you've got this guy who's very muscular and is, and I don't know what it is about him that makes you go to Coon. And I think it's a performative way of him. And I think it's, it, even though going on his page, I've actually seen him interacting with a black woman in some of his, now I think he's developing skits and stuff. So there was an assumption that he, there's been an assumption that he was gay. There was been an assumption that he was, he's a coon, that he only dates white women or is in that white space and probably was adopted and had white people and no one's telling him the truth because he was with the black community. There's no way he'd be out there. There's so much cringe and embarrassment from us about this guy. But you're right, Antoine, there's also, there are people that are also saying, and not just, and they are black people as well, that are saying, let the man live, man's having fun. He's doing, he's living his best life. He's making, I was saying that he's probably making bare dough now of doing that um, because his, his, his videos are going viral, 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 viral. Um, <laughs> why don't we want him to do this? Why, why don't we want him to do this? Because this- we're so much more than this. That's the thing. And I just think like, I think, I think, I think what it is making us do, whether we like it or not, is challenge our thoughts of what it means to be a big black man that's definitely what's happening and like in this space of like you can be whatever you want to be like for some reason 
and I think it's just again indoctrination, whatever kind of thing. It doesn't. It's not matching what we think of. Or I will say we because I do think it's the majority of people think that big black men don't do this. They just don't do this unless they're under some sort of duress or unless they're selling themselves out. That's basically it. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's just like because everyone keeps on saying what I see a lot is Terry Crews. Like this yes. is Terry Crews point two point oh and everything like that. Yeah. And we all know about Terry Crews, you know, basically professional clown. Do you know what I mean? And he's basically sold himself out, hasn't he? Like kind of thing. So it's just when you see this guy, you're just like, oh, not another one. Do you know what I mean? Like they, because we're embarrassed by Terry. Like we 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 don't for the most part, people don't really like him. Like it's just please stop, stop, stop. Um, what do you call it? And that's and and the thing is, it is as well, sorry, Roland, I just seen your comment. It's very true. And that's the thing that get to got to me in the beginning is dancing gorilla. Gorilla. Grooving. 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 Gorilla. Grooving. <laughs> yeah, grooving. Like what the like to 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 adopt a name that <laughs> of an animal that has been used to to suppress to do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like your people, what are you doing? So yes, I will stand in it. No, we do, we do not like it. We don't. No, we can't. We can't. It's nonsense because it's just like you can say it's harmless. He's just dancing, but no, your words have meaning. Do you know what I mean? Your position has meaning, and it's just like nah, you're a buffoon. You are a buffoon. You are. You are. If you had a different name, maybe I would have been like maybe give him more of benefit of the doubt. But you, you chose. You chose. You chose the alliteration of it. You yeah. chose. Do you know what I mean? Oh, the thing is, he annoyed me before I even knew his name. So that the, the me the, the time by the time I found out his name, I was already annoyed. So it is going back to what, yeah. what was it? Because there's another guy that could do the same, and we do. And the thing is, there are dancers. There's there's loads of men that are dancing on people. Well, there's thousands, I, millions there's on thousands, thousands, millions of people that do dance moves on. He's doing Carlton type dancing, like <laughs> do you know what I mean. Like it's not, it's not cool dancing. It's not sexy dancing. It's Carlton awkward, nerdy. Like I don't even know. Like I, I, I just think it's, uh, I just. I don't know. It just seems like he's just trying to get popularity and he just doesn't care. He just doesn't care at all. So why should I care about him? Do you know what I mean? Like, why Why should I? I have no, there's there's nothing that I, sh I shouldn't have to. I, I, I can't. I just can't. No. He's no, grooving gorilla, bro. Grooving gorilla is bad. All, bad all valid. That's yeah. That that was why I just added that just in for you know he's doing the rounds and just thinking like rah what is what is it that's icking me because it really is icksome. Terrible. It annoys me that he keeps on getting shared and his last big share was Snoop and I was like why like it Snoop can share anything though he does yeah it it just annoys me but but then I was getting annoyed at myself not knowing why I was annoyed. But it's it's cringe. I don't. It's it gives people the license to use that terminology as well. Do you know what I mean? Because now, if you see a next boy dancing, is your is your is your white mate going to be like, oh, he's like grooving gorilla? <laughs> like, do you know? What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's really yeah, I, I, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't. How's that going to go down? I don't, I don't know, know if he's got the. Is he? Because like I like I said, I believe until he comes on to whatever interview, Ellen's couch, whatever. Ellen. That explains who he is. 
Right now, I believe he was adopted by white folks. He grew up in an all-white town. He's got only white friends, and he's now thinking this is great, and he's a token white friend. That's my persona. That's my stereotype of him. That's who I think he is. That's how he's distanced. And I can't stand him for that. And I'm sorry for judging him. Uh, you know, we talked about evolving through our judgments, <laughs> unfortunately. This is, but this is the thing, like, I, I don't, I, is it, is it an unfair judgment? Like if, if he didn't have that name, I definitely would have given him more of the benefit of the doubt and more of been like, you know, just do you, it's not my cup of tea, but just do you, do you know what I mean? But no, you're, you, you're calling yourself a gorilla mate. Do you know what I mean? Like there was some, there was some, there were some slaves that wanted to stay on the plantation, mate. That it's just, it is, it is the same vein as far as I'm concerned. I can't. I, I just can't. I think it's fair. All right. What else? Um, we, we actually do have a couple of comments as well. Roland Go says, ahead. "It's not him dancing. It's the name that he is using." Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just the vanillas calling a big black man a gorilla, mm -hmm. and the name is normally used to dehumanize black people. He is doing it for fame, and there's nothing ju judgmental about it. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Okay, yeah. next one. <laughs> We are judging, but it's fair judgment, I think. NBA young boy, 20, well, NBA young boy and his eighth baby mother, or Ari Lennox requesting to be dropped from her label. Can you talk about Cardi first, please? Okay, Cardi B wins a libel lawsuit against blogger Tasha K. Do you want to break it down? Um. So what I do know, not that I know a lot about it, but what I do know is that basically this lady um went on her blog and was saying some very disturbing things about cardi that which drove her to feel suicidal and everything um and she kind of used the defense that old cardi had said that her her fans should go for her that was her defense or something like that um but the judge wasn't having it basically and uh, now she's been awarded um was it 3.8 million i think um, or something around that. No, no, um, Cardi's been awarded 1.25 million. 1. So it's a million in um, in no. damages and then the 250,000 250, is for costs. Okay. So I got my figures wrong. Um, but basically, um, yeah, this is like, I think for someone like Cardi, and I guess what she represents and stuff like this is a this is a big win. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of like you can't just say whatever you want to say about people and think that you can get away with it. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's not all it's not all fair game. It doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to you have to back up what you're saying with facts. You know. And Definitely a great warning for people on YouTube that because there is it has gone like open season now where people are just saying anything reckless to get attention and get likes and get money and make money. Mm -hmm. We had it. We we're talking about the what the Fresh and Fit podcast with those guys saying reckless mm -hmm. things about asking women. And you know, whether even though they've proven to be problematic throughout their content, it is being reckless and just saying anything about anyone. This is great right, because people know sorry. that she said that she was a prostitute. Sorry to cut you, but it was the main yeah. thing that she said she was a prostitute and she was not. Yeah. yeah. Is not, has never been. And had um, hepatitis. Yeah. Mm. And had been infecting people. Mm. It was horrible. <laughs> like, horrible. I, 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 lots of her rants are not on the net anymore, like while this was going on, where she was going at Cardi, but 
you can still see her material and there's other people. She goes at everybody. She is like mm. that, that kind of gossip blogger that is literally like, oh, I've got the tea and then goes in on someone. And it is like, no, nah, that can ruin. Well, it, it, that is going to ruin your reputation. Oh my God. She said she had herpes, outbreaks yes, in her mouth. Yes, herpes. And that yeah, she yeah. would give birth to a child with intellectual di- disabilities. If you yeah. were right. But yeah. this is the thing wow. is that, and then, not once as well. I was talking about her a few times. Wow, it, it, it was probably giving her likes and because that I hate. Mm. You know, what I start, I'm starting to dislike is when I see people now picking up a glass of you know a, a cup and oh I got tea and it's just all yeah. becomes performative and what was once like a kind of joke and a funny thing it's now become part of the marketing, part of the PR. You're gonna mm. sip on tea and I got I just can't stand when things that are kind of a natural thing and one or two bloggers that maybe did have the tea or whatever and now everyone reckons it because literally we're in the world where headlines is news rather than the facts digging into the deep the deeper part of the story everyone takes the first line as gospel so we can literally come up and say yeah cardi b is this that and the other and people there's going to be a portion of people that will believe it no matter what yeah. it's Trump what effect. she was doing she's one of the first mm-hmm. yeah exactly has a big community and still has community support she still has people yeah, she said right. she'd be back in it on her video. She's yeah. like, I'll be back. She mm-hmm. said, there's no remorse, which is very interesting. And on that, she should have done jail time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's true, true. Remorse. She's not showing remorse. Mm-hmm. I know I'm sure in court she might have teared up, but what, what, or she should have had more heftier fine that shut her down. She shouldn't be allowed to be back. If Trump can get removed, I know, she, obviously, she's not Trump, but this is a different, this is celebrity culture Trumpism kind of behaviour. You can't, you shouldn't be able to get your platform back if you've been done for libel and defamation. Absolutely not. That's interesting. I think yeah, the I think YouTube account has gone though. I don't think she has that YouTube account. Oh, really? But I guess all she'd need to do, so it's her, her name and her business. These are the factors within this libel case. Mm-hmm. So then you just kind of sell like... If they're not making any money, they're not making any money. If she rebrands as Winos is what she calls her community, so it's kind of like Miss Wino or something, and then it's her husband's business, she's still in business. It's just under her name and that business goes off. Where's Cardi getting money from? So, yeah, she can be like, I'm back. She'll just rebrand. Yeah, But it still sends out the message to other vloggers and bloggers you can't just chat shit about celebrities because somebody will sue you and yeah you know yeah about time and that's that um, anything <laughs> that's that on that anything else or should we move on yeah uh, what okay. else was those oh what's this thing about big nasty owing people money from 11 years what's that all about <laughs> so, <was> quite funny. <laughs> but a singer to forgive me i don't know her name that's so bad but i don't know i don't remember name. it either so basically and the thing is you know what i saw i know where that video was shot but anyway but um <laughs> but basically um she um sang on a track with big nasty um something called like take me out take me home or something, yeah, like, that. something like that and and uh she's saying that she didn't get paid and then she was just like calling them out. I think on TikTok or Instagram or something, and saying like, "Yeah, you, sh- you know, she's quite angry about it. <laughs> she would like her money. her money. Please. Yeah, she wants to run her money. <laughs> like, run my money to me. She was vexed. She wants her money. She was proper angry. But I mean, you would be angry. I don't know. 
Did you I listen mean, to the song? Did you listen to the song? I did. It, it's of the time. It's poor. It's of the time. It's of the time. The song is poor. <laughs> and she doesn't have the best vocals out there for at the oh. time or now. Like, it's, it's, it's on 25,000. So this is what lots of people are saying. It's on 25K on YouTube. Mm-hmm. No money has been made. So... <laughs> What, what no, you still want? got to pay her though. You still got to pay her. What's she asking for? Is she asking for inflation or the money that was like back in the day? She I didn't say. I didn't know. She didn't say. Me. But I would ask for both, and I think it's good. Like because you know what, at the era of time, yeah, there was a lot of female um, singers and artists and stuff that were singing on these tracks. All of these garage tracks as well, kind of thing. Like, who are they? Did they get paid properly? I don't know. If they can get theirs now, then they should. They should. They should. It was a tall ask. Yeah. Nasty didn't even reply because I feel. <laughs> but it he was should a just tall say it. Because the thing is, his brand is all about being like straight up guy. He's from Road, but he's a straight up guy. He's going to sort something out. He talks sense. He's there for the community. He's all that. He's about his paper. Sort her out then. Do you know what I mean? It just depends. It just depends on how many other people didn't get paid. Because then they're like, oh, she got paid. All right, I'm here. I mean, <laughs> if you do. <laughs> This is the thing, it opens the floodgates. But you know what? Do your due diligence in business on both sides. If you're, it's learning curves because there are lots of artists who we've said, you know, look, you didn't read your book. You didn't learn from all the other artists that have gone bankrupt and had their selves done over because they didn't read the small print or didn't sign what they needed to sign. So there's learning curves for artists on every side of the fence. I think Big Big Nasty could do a nominal, okay. A hundred pounds. My, <laughs> but my thing is, did she and just by by the by, did she come to socials, or did she speak to him and he's saying that she said she tried to contact him and he didn't get back to her? Don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, really oh yeah, I think I think if I I definitely think first port of call is hi big nasty. Remember me behind the clothes <laughs> and, and if he's a horrible or does something, <laughs> da, 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 and then you go to the socials. I think in this day and age, it don't matter, man. <laughs> Also, malicious intent as well because if he was just like because also big nasty how, how long when was it in the grime days and he was young himself not to yeah. excuse because everyone's got to be responsible it, However, it was 10 years yeah it was like um 2010 that's more than oh. 11 years wait hold on no 2010 yeah, 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 yeah so i was i was at channel you during 25 so big nasty and big nasty wasn't the hugest the, the, the track was definitely on channel you definitely it would, it would have been channel you's tune definitely would, i would i left by then so i don't remember it um you know well, he, bro, like you have to even though even though guys out there if i owe you money i'm sorry please bear with me well, <laughs> but, you want them to go on tiktok and do a tiktok <laughs> in 20 minutes in 20 years <laughs> i'm sure i've done music videos for free i'm like okay now do you know what now nah, you give me my money honestly no. honestly I'm, the thing is this is free i've done music videos for for free if things don't go well i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming <laughs> Seriously. You know what? No one, no, what's it? You don't, you can't, no one hates a trier, a trier or something. What's the saying? Um, well, anyway, whatever the saying is, go on, go for it, see what happens. But if you don't get the money, I'm not going to cuss and Big Nasty. And if you do, I'll say, well done, Big Nasty. Yeah, That's she was, she wasn't, she definitely wasn't getting, um, Lani, Lani good support. She was getting, no. dude, your vocals are terrible and it's too old. Like it, she was, she wasn't getting sympathy. So no, because she didn't. But 
Some people know her name now. I can't remember it, but her name was out. Like, Begins with know. an S, I think. There we go. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to start, that's bad, isn't it? No, but honestly, I am. I'm. I'm not against it. Like, if you can get your money, then get your money, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, people get, you know, got you got to pay people and stuff. But obviously, people, you know, if I didn't pay you, I'm sorry. I didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> Just put that comment from from Ronald. I don't know if any of you guys know. Um, so he said, off topic. What about there being an actual coordinated targeting of Megan? Oh, we know this. Oh, oh what? what? I'm, I'm Megan Markle. Yeah, you got to tell us which Megan. But yeah, if it's about Megan Markle, we know that she was the absolute scapegoat. Yeah. Oh. That's common knowledge. That's is 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 what they what they done was textbook. It was textbook oh, yeah. like search yeah. and destroy, basically. Yeah, yeah, easy. yeah. we know this. I was, we on, was we on the podcast when they got married? We did talk about the wedding. I don't. Oh no, I don't think we were. I think it was before. Wasn't oh, it? Wasn't I, it know, I, I was totally feeling wedding. like. Wasn't it the year before? I, did we talk about it? It may have been the year, but, but I felt like I've had a conversation about how long she was going to be princess with, but I wasn't sure if it was on the podcast. But no, we had it. There was definitely, you know, you, you know, like we knew they weren't going to be in public service for very long. Like it was just, it would have been more, um, I would have been more surprised if they were the couple that was being heralded as great in the British press. Like, I always was expecting them to turn on them as a couple soon. Touch and miss opportunity. Yeah, they, 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 got, they got married in 2018. Oh, it would have been, so, been so, such great. an interesting story if they were, like, the, the ideal couple and William and Kate were, like, demonised. That would be so... That, that would have been... Then so I literally would have been like, I am in some other parallel world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Broke the Matrix and one. Yeah. But oh as God. it stands now, it, everything is making sense to me, of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> Textbook. Can Jesus we just talk demon. about Ari Lennox real quick, please? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. So she basically said that, um, well, she was on an interview in South Africa. Um, and I think I feel poor Ari because I don't think she's gonna like Africa. And I say it as a <laughs> say it as a continent because she hasn't had that much luck re recently with the people them. And um, basically, she was doing this interview, and the host asked her if she I can't remember his exact wording, but it was just like something like "Have you been fucked good lately?" or something like that. And she was really taken aback by it and. You know, and she tried to be polite through it and everything like that. And, you know, just, you know, talked about her shock and then was just like, I guess I said that in my song, but not in those words. Like, why are you saying it like that and stuff? And um, so she's done that. And recently she's just tweeted and come out and said that she wants to be dropped for her label. She's like really upset by the way that she, no one intervened, no one handled the situation. No one um, got the... Uh, the uh, interview pulled, um, do you know what I mean? Like, why mm. did it even go up um, in the first place and stuff? And I just wanted to know, like, I guess, like, do you think, like, Ari's having a bad run? Do you think that artists, like, if they're disgruntled, they should just be dropped it, just like that? Or do they have an obligation to um, 
fulfill out their contract? What do you guys think? I don't think I think it depends on what why they want to be dropped, I guess. Um I think there should be a maybe contract should introduce a grace period of because it's a lot, sometimes you get plugged out of obscurity and then you're thrust into the limelight. And if you are successful, a lot happens in a short space of time. And record labels, we you know we we do down on them a lot. And but there are some, I guess, good managers, agents, and labels who try their best to protect an artist and help them and support them. So I think there's all these different factors go into it because not I get, not every label's bad, um, and treats their 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 artists just as products and commodities. But um, so I think there should be there should be stages in contracts so that you can you know and there should be a lot more focus on mental health support and all that type of stuff and making sure that they're getting the care and counselling that they need to be thrust into the limelight and deal with the world as it is. I mean, celebritydom has always been trouble, problematic. So I think it's case by case whether they should be released immediately or, you know, is it them being petulant and just throwing their toys out of the pram just because they're not getting their own way? I think there's things like that to consider. Um, and even that within that, why are they acting out? There has to be a lot of a lot more due diligence as to why people are acting, how they act. But this type of thing, I think just in for what you said about, I thought the same thing. Like, oh my God, she's having a bad time in Africa, with Africa and African responses and things like that. But then I thought also it's telling that, that aside, I think that's just a, a male, not even just male, but it is that thing, you know, we've got a lot of now bloggers and podcasts that we're saying male, problematic memory platforms that mm. think they could just, attack women and speak on women in any type of way and there's a familiarity that social media has afforded us where we think that we're friends with people we think we can talk to people anyway and we think we know people we know what their boundaries are just because someone sings about dick doesn't mean to say they're comfortable talking about dick on a one-to-one um situation and she's absolutely right and this is where we're talking about how the contracts are set up is why aren't her people why didn't her people why haven't her people protected her why don't her people know that actually in interviews we do not want her to be asked this, that, and the other. Yeah. As a journalist, as um, someone who's booked guests for radio shows and things like that, and interview, even from on interviews for the British Blacklist, from working at BBC Radio London, there are a few, it's not even a lot, but there are a few people that are like, we don't want to talk about this, that, and the other. We get warned, especially if someone's doing something where they can't avoid the press, they have to do it as oblig obligation to the project that they're working on, but yet they've got some other scandal or controversy happening at the same time. We get told, obviously, don't ask about this, that, and the other. However, whether it's big scandal or if it's like rumors about a next role or something like that, we get warned. And that's their people doing protect, protecting them from us vulture journalists, as it were, or, or, or being attacked by the public. So mm -hmm. she's absolutely right to turn it on her team because I don't I, I'm not, I, I don't think I would, you know, it's yeah, she might have a little thing about Africa because of her experiences recently, but in general I mean she hasn't said that. To said that. It's the first thing that I thought, like, oh shit, mm. it's a bit cringe, but it's bigger than that. It's the fact that people think that, you know, you can take someone's lyrics and talk to them anyhow and make assumptions about them and talk to them anyhow. And he should have known better and been more respectful because it's not even Ari Lennox, even if she does sing about Dick, she doesn't present as someone that could handle, I'm not saying she can't, but she doesn't even present as someone on a day-to-day, -day, as someone that is, would engage in that type of conversation. And it's an assumption to put that on Cardi B or a Megan Thee Stallion, but I would assume, making bare judgment, if I had Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion type in the studio, I would expect them to be able to handle a bit of rowdy talking. Ari Lennox doesn't strike me as that type of woman based on her external persona. They were talking about how we deal with people just on base of what we think we know about them. Mm. That's my um, response to that. Auntie Nana. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know that whole he was just being a shock jock though wasn't he it's like he kind of wanted this backlash yeah. and I I I really agree with her that that's when management record label whoever PR steps in mm. and removes it so that it doesn't go viral so that that moment that he was trying to get out of me it just stays in that room mm. and if she doesn't feel that they are doing that for her, then I think it's okay to just be like, I kind of want out on this. She's been yep. dissatisfied for a while. And if things keep on going on where you're like, these people don't have my best interests at heart in any way, there should be steps where, remember at the end of the day though, uh, it's, it's really, it's a glorified loan. So if there's ways that I can get out of this loan with you guys, hopefully she's exploring that. It's when record companies have other companies that'll be like I'll take this artist and they're like no that's when that should be against the law if there's yeah. another way for the person to sever this contract I think and and they want to leave the artist wants to leave it should be like no we we need to come to a, an agreement for them to leave because it just feels like it's one thing after the other with her sometimes that's mm. the you know, it's the law of vibration you it's, it's how it's going you're on this run and things are going to keep on happening to you until you kind of can shift where you are. And she seems to be on that run. I really, really feel for her because I, I was shocked, even though I knew it was going to happen in the clip. But I was like more shocked at like, right, he really went through with that. You you know, that ran through your mind. You're probably like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. He is disgusting because there's no reason for you to say that to anyone, artist or not. Talks about dick or not. It's like you shouldn't be saying that to anybody that's on your platform and you're interviewing them and you're just going to be rude. Like it's like no, that's wholly, wholly disrespectful. That's shot. Agreed. No, 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 I totally agree. I think um I like like you were saying, I think it's it's it, she's wanted out, isn't it? I don't think it it seems like what she's trying to do and like the 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 strategy is not really working. It's not gelling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, in terms of how she wants to present herself and stuff and everything like that. Um, but I hope I I just hope that she. I, I think first of all the the platform and him he needs to apologize. Do you know what I mean? If he hasn't done, he needs to do that in a, a public way. And um, I would have him doing an African way as well, kind of thing. He needs to do all the all the <laughs> straight on the floor and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because it's uncalled for. Like, yeah. like Ari's unproblematic. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, she's like uh, that comes across as a sweet, you know, girl that's just doing her thing. Do you know what I mean? And I, yeah. I, I like I like the space that she holds. Right? Do you know what I mean? And. And so, yeah, I want her to continue to hold that and have more, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just think, I think they need to, they need to apologize for her. I hope she gets what she wants out getting out of her contract. But I do think, I don't know. Like, it's interesting. I don't know enough about this industry actually to know if, like, is there actual is reform actually happening um, with these types of contracts? Do you know what I mean? Because you know, people obviously still get signed, you know, do you know what I mean? But like, is is it still like these 360 deals? Is it still the, you know, do you know what I mean? Like where it's like super, super difficult kind of thing. Cause I think they do need to change and hopefully things will change for her. Basically. Yeah. And I think there definitely needs to be a lot more 
I think a clampdown on shock jock behavior. Mm. It, we, we, we're gone, it's, it's different now because anyone can get a platform now and do what they like. And without, you know, I'm a journalist, I'm a qualified journalist. I went through journalist training. We had to learn about libel, defamation. We learned about the laws of journalism. So I kind of had an understanding of where, where the line draws and what we can and can't do. And going through, working through an institution, you get to learn, like working for the BBC, obviously the BBC is so in the spotlight that so anything its employees do, does wrong, it's, everyone's coming for them. So we have a stack of rules that we have to abide by when we put in our content and and down to how we book our guests and how we treat our guests and stuff like that on mm-hmm. shows that where they're public facing. So I have the benefit of that. So I kind of know that. So anything I do, I'm informed. But if you, you know, you get a platform, you don't know. And it, it is a thing where sometimes you just don't know. And it's like, oh, I thought it was okay. But then just just moralistically, he shouldn't have known better. He should have known better. But yeah, also he should have definitely around, known better. And, to, and just in general, like even when we say allegedly and things like that, you know, it's just knowing certain things to say and codes of conduct to ensure that your brand doesn't get shut down for something reckless that if you just pause and didn't get caught up in your own hype or were reckless in not understanding the nature of the business. It's not just an industry. You're not just out there. It's not just fun, especially the minute you start making money. The minute you start making a certain amount of numbers, you're no longer just doing it. It's a thing. It's a brand. It's a business. People come for you and you have to be careful. Whatever you do, you have to be careful. So for those of you with platforms who think you can just talk anyhow, look, Tasha, was the name Tasha K is shown? This guy, he might not get fined and stuff, but he's there's, 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 his eyes are on him now. For better or for worse, mm-hmm. eyes are on him now. So you really have to be careful as when you're creating these platforms and really understand journalism law because it's journalism that we're doing out here. Yeah. Okay. Studio. Any comments? Or we um, no. Okay. That's that on that. Um, and guys, as I said before, please, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to write to positive, wonderful, celebratory reviews. Five uh, stars. Five stars. Five stars, five stars, and write reviews. Make your comments about how great this show is. We want to be rich aunties to continue to serve you well. <laughs> um, and also on Spotify, rate us on Spotify. And any other platform that you listen to us on and they have any type of right rating system, give us high marks. I demand it, because if you're listening to us repeatedly, that means you like us. So can you let the world know that you love us and like us? And also, can I just say, like, we are 15 people away from... A uh, thousand followers on Instagram, and that really means a lot to us. Yes, we care about the numbers. So, guys, can you get your friends to follow us, please? As well, I know you guys already following us. I know you are, but let's have some more people follow us too, so we can hit our first big milestone. Let's yeah. get to the point where we're not auntie lecturing you to do what we t- tell you to do. <laughs> <laughs> right? You do. I mean, I know the whole thing is we <laughs> to do with aunties lecturing. We aunties know best. However, <laughs> You know, come on now. Yes. Yeah, we're so close. Please, 15 people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's made you sad, mad, and glad this week, people? This is where we reflect on what's made us sad, mad, and glad this past week. Auntie Nana. Okay. So my sad is um, Regina King losing her son. That that really just, yeah, I I cried when I saw that news. I really feel for her and all prayers to her and her family. My mad is I'm really, really, really getting sick of ex-roadmen podcasts. Like there's just too many of them. They talk the same. They have the same stories. And the pecking order of like, 
I'm badder than this person and you're in your 50s, it's just really gross to watch. Oh, wow. I, I, I want them to to stop. Like one or two is all right, but it's not every every ex-roadman needs to set up a podcast now. It's like when people would be like, I do music. Now in their bio, it's like I got a podcast. It's long. Don't ruin it for, for all of us. Like just stay, stay is, looking after I, your kids. It is I do music. It is I do music. Yeah, I've got a podcast. It was I've got a blog. It was I do music. It's now I've got a podcast. I'm an actor. I think we all everything goes through phases. Maybe it'll, hopefully it will phase out. It, it needs to phase out. They need to just remove themselves. Like do something else. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm super glad. So the, it's been in the works. But after watching your um, your interview with James Samuels, like more well, the the group interview, basically, it's like you set this up, this talk with James Samuels, and I was yeah. listening to the podcast of that. Yeah, I was super inspired. So I'd been accosted by a few people, like, you know, get your shit together. I wrote a play in 2003 and directed it, and it had two runs, and that was left there. And every year, somebody has been like, can you bring it back? And I've always been like, nah, the time's gone. Nah, I don't want to do it. Nah, doing fashion. So after that, I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to do this because there's an element of fear why I haven't done it. And so, yeah, I was just super inspired. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to properly do it. And so that's in the works. I'm rewriting it with the co-writers as well. So it's a bit different. And me and my husband have also been working on Forever's Sake. And we tried to relaunch it, but just didn't have fresh ideas. And now we have fresh ideas. So we're going to be back again with our podcast, Forever's Sake. Um, yeah, so it's just a super inspiring time. Do I have any others? Yeah, that was it. Proud of my boys also. They're doing a moral philosophy course. And they're just wow. taking it. Like you would think they would be, they would find it boring. So when they, like when we found it, it was like, you know what, you guys should do this because you may learn something. But it's four weeks and I did think they may drop out of love with it and it may be a, a struggle to get them to do the work on a Monday. Every week they are discussing the ideas and doing presentations and Judger just did a really good one on integrity. And it's been a subject that we've been talking about. All the time, you'll say something and it's been like, um, you know, are you displaying integrity? When you're just like, oh, my word, to have these convos with an eight and nine-year-old. But yeah, I'm super proud of them. Amazing. That's wonderful. Aren't you shy, though? Um, so my sad is also Regina and losing her son. It's just really heartbreaking in general. Um, my mad was this nasty story of this doctor, Dr. Nicholas John Chapman, we'll say his full name, who decided to deposit his semen into a cup of tea and give it to a lady. And he got caught basically because uh, she finished the tea, saw what it was, went to the police, and they, you know, oh. this is all actually allegedly at the moment. Let me just say hang that. Hang on, hang on. So do you think the semen no, no, drank no. the tea? So she, I think he deposited it, made the tea, so it was sitting at the bottom. So, yeah, this just made me like, I just like, what kind of nasty individual 
are you a doctor no less like what that what what no it's just it's just so like the violence against women it's just too much it's just he's done worse he's done the worse. ways he's you done think like He's unloaded. Yeah, he's yeah, done before. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, it's just, you can't trust anyone. Even Ugh. the doctor. It's horrible. Yeah. And uh, my glad, <laughs> sorry, because I, because I, I read that, I have to share it with everyone. <laughs> I can't be <laughs> suffering on my own. <laughs> sorry. Right. And my glad, my glad, is uh, generally, I've had a good start to 2022, man. Like, seriously, like, nothing like super uh, specific. Got a few things that still need to be finalized. Um, but everything seems to be going the way it's supposed to go, which is really nice. Apart from being cold, that's the only other thing. But, you know, <laughs> other than that, everything is, is, is all right, man. Seriously. That's good. Have a I'm sad about Regina King as well. Um, and I'm having an extra, a little reserve, an extra portion. I don't know how she, I, I don't know whether she cares how I feel or not. It's just how she feels about seeing it regurgitated everywhere. And I know it's outpouring of support, but I, I've seen a few platforms that are making my assumption that it's like being part of the wave of talking about it. And I just don't know how I would feel if I was her seeing my story out there over and over again in this really trying time. So I'm just feeling super levels of sadness and maybe a little bit of secondhand nervousness for like why everyone's talking about it. But I know it's a shock to everyone because we know that her son was her heart. Um, so yeah, that's really made me sad. Uh, I'm mad now at Auntie Shadi because I saw that story. I didn't care to share it with anybody because it's impossible. <laughs> private and I kept it to myself so I'm mad at you because you made now Auntie Nana because I'm mad at Auntie Nana because Nana always has to delve and dissect and explore <laughs> and so na, extra rigor ah I'm mad you can't, you can't keep these things to yourself you can't no, you can. no, you can. um, cold has made me mad because why um again it's removing me from the moments of glorious heat that I had in Ghana um mm. and I'm mad because British Airways broke my suitcase yeah so when I got home from the airport I noticed that my lock, and it's a trip, it's not like a separate lock, it's a trip suitcase, so you know they have the, in, the lock is part of the design. Yeah. One of the things that we broke, like chopped off, you know, they're just unnecessarily doing that. Um, and um, so I noticed that, called them up because the website was so hard to kind of find just to literally put the claim in, called them up, a guy told me what to do. He said that someone would call me. Um, and then it's been a week, no one's called me. So I called up again, the person said, Oh no, we don't do that anymore because of COVID. They no longer come and pick your suitcase up and fix it. You have to go online and register it. So I went online to register it, put my number in the code that they gave me when I first called up. They said, we don't recognize it. So I called up again. And can you imagine the man was rude and rank. Well, let me finish explaining while well, He then said, no, you can't do this. And so I went mad. So basically I literally opened up my Adobe audition recorded the conversation. I said, let's reset this and start again and, and proceeded to record the conversation. So everybody can hear when I have to go and take him to wherever. Um, <laughs> and I was like, start again. And the man was telling me, and the thing is what he, he cut me off when I hadn't finished telling him what the situation was saying, well, how can I prove that you called up? And I said, if you let me finish, he's like, no, 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 no. I can't prove it. And then I said, let's start again. And when I broke it down, he was like, oh yes. So give me your name. And I said, so why did you do that in the first place? He said, because you're being rude. It's me, I wasn't. You cut me off. Had a back and forth. Couldn't stand him. Hate him. Damn him <laughs> to hell. He's made me mad. Um, conversation for that team, man. On, on top. I'm sending the audio. I might even put it out as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and I'm also mad. I can't talk about it, but I'm very mad at the situation I'm in where an organization owes me money. It's um, actually quite devastating, the situation that I've been put in, and it's making me extremely mad. Um, and I'm just, I just, I just can't believe there are people out there that do this madness out here. Um, and it's very stressful for a lot of people involved in this situation. Um, when I can talk about it, I will, um, and I bloody will. And that's that on that. Um, also, but to counter that, I'm very glad. Thank you, Auntie Nana. You deemed yourself by saying that the James Samuel interview that's available on TBB Talks via Apple, via Spotify, and mm -hmm. other listening platforms. Um, it's my British Black is podcast called TBB Talks. We had a lunch with James Samuel that I talked about back in November. Um, invited a bunch of creatives to sit with James Samuel, the director writer of Harder They Fall. Um, and we finally got the audio and put it up uh, over the weekend. And the fact that it inspired you, this is exactly why I do what I do, hoping that our conversations inspire people. So I'm really glad that that worked. And then also I had a lunch, um, a co-host did a lunch with Lucy Media, Lucy Fagbenley, brother of O.T. Fagbenley, who you might know as Luke in Handmaid's Tale. And he was in Marvel's Black Widow and other things like that, brilliant actor. And Lucy's a brilliant music producer, no, video producer in his own yeah. right. Luty Media is super amazing. Um, he called me up and just said, hey, I want to do a lunch with you after telling me off for not inviting me to my lunch last year. And we had a really nice intimate lunch with a bunch of creatives that he was keen to meet and interact with. Um, it was literally mostly his doing. I just lent my brand and my name and my association to him. And we brought together with people, a bunch of people that um, we thought would be good to connect with. And it was a really nice lunch. Um, that went down really well. And it's inspiring me to do more things like that. And then on a side note, personal note, greedy note, blood oranges are in season. They're the sourest, juiciest, beautifulest oranges in the world. I love them. And it's blood orange season. I've had about 20 in a row and I'm excited about it. That's it. Um, <laughs> Auntie Nana, what's your unpopular opinion or hit list or don't piss me off moment? Okay. I don't even know what to file this under. And maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but it's something that also pisses me off each time I see it on social media. Um, I, I find this really crass. And I am judging people that do this. So when <laughs> somebody dies, I've half accepted the, like, the message that you put up if you've known them or had an association with them and you've taken a picture. I, I can get that. I get with that. Sometimes it does make my eye blur a little bit, but... I get it why you would do that. But when you put your last message that you've had with them, I find that an invasion of privacy and really crass. It may be an unpopular opinion. I don't know. But it just bugs the hell out of me that you've had like a, a text back and forth or your last WhatsApp message and you share that with strangers on the Internet. To me, is the highest level of clout chasing. And it really pisses me off. So if I pass, and please, nobody, don't do that with me. But I, I think it's disgusting. That's my unpopular opinion. Uh, I think that's fair. And on that note, do you have any final comments um, before we go? Ronald has said, I do follow all of you and his Instagram. Um Ven RG says, I make you right on that, Auntie Nana. Uh, Ronald says, I'm glad about the weekend of incredible football playoff games in the US. And Maria also says, I agree on the last text. 
And that is absolutely that on that. Thank you so much, guys, for watching and listening. This has been Your Aunties Could Never. Please don't forget to follow us on all the social media platforms. And you can watch us back on Facebook and YouTube. And you can listen to all our episodes on most popular listening platforms. And as I keep saying, don't forget to add your reviews, your five stars, your celebratory likes and support on Apple and on Spotify and anywhere else you can give us rate us give us ratings and support. Um, and don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. And that's it. We want to become rich aunties so we continue to serve you. Join us next Tuesday live at 5 p.m. GMT. Um, that's it. Thank Bye. you guys. Bye. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.